good people it is a brand new week but we are the same good people i am josh rogers i am brian here and you are here for another episode of your favorite podcast the jigsaw podcast where we talk about how we navigate the craziest puzzle piece of life but in particular in particular my god we talk about the praises the perils (laughs) the productivity and the fucking circumstance of being black millennial trying to figure this thing called life out brian yes how are you're representing Los Angeles. I'm representing. I guess you have to put on the hat of a winning team. Yep. Since yep. the Dodgers. At <laughs> <laughs> <It's> home. <laughs> it's okay. It's so okay. is that just for fashions? It, which well, I know you're supposed to be going to Los Angeles. I'm, this I'm week. going back back to Cali, Cali this week. Yeah. I am. Cali, what's so good? I wanted to you know, you know, show you what's up. And plus, okay. the Dodgers are you know, I can rely on the Dodgers at least to do something. Yes. You know. I mean, the Lakers did something. They just yeah. got to a certain point and did nothing. <laughs> yeah, they went one more round past the uh, Grizzlies. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> and got swept right out the back door. <laughs> At their own home, even. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Have you been keeping up with the, uh, with the finals? Um, yeah, I'm not watching them, though. Uh, oh, yeah. How the tables have turned. I sat there and watched. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I watched all of game one. We watched it as a family. Jaden's okay. invested. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, though, I only watched the fourth quarter. And it was okay. interesting. One yeah, one. I heard the fourth quarter was the best part. Of I'm sure. Game. Because it was, it was a tight game. And I, mm-hmm. But I, I was telling Jaden, you know, in our little father-son reflection time. I said, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler ain't going to let this white man sweep him up out of here. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. I said, even if this is the last game they win, it, wasn't, it ain't no sweep. So... Yeah, and that's something I said in the last episode. I said, Jimmy, Miami has, they have heart. I feel mm-hmm. like Denver's a more talented team. Sure. But heart is heart. And Jimmy, Hemi, Butler, like, that brother got it. So, And that's why uh, I asked you, did you think um, Miami wanted it more? Because maybe, you know, maybe maybe Denver's a little bit more complacent. Like, we got this. And then stuff like last night happens. And he's like, wait a minute. We, you know, this ain't gonna be as easy as we thought it was gonna be. Yeah, because it's funny because Miami did to Denver what the Denver did to the Lakers all most of them games. Like mm-hmm. Lakers would be out there playing, you know, doing well, and then Denver would flip a switch real quick and then take off. And mm-hmm. they hadn't really been tested the whole playoff. So then now Miami's down. Then they lock on the defense, start playing well, and then Denver didn't really know how to respond uh, based off of like the highlights and stuff like that that I saw. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I like I, I, I'm all for I'm I'm going to I'm going for the Miami Heat. I love gotcha. uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, uh, I like Bam Adebayo. Um, I dislike the the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies, uh, the Nuggets. So, why do you dislike the Nuggets? Um, I felt like they were um, like a, Jamal Murray is a little annoying to me. Um, he's, he thinks he's much better than he really is. Um, um, Aaron Gordon was online talking about like, he's locked up, you know, Kevin Durant and LeBron James. So I'm like, bro, like LeBron averaged 29 in y'all series, Kevin Durant, 27 year series, like sit down. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. the coach was real loud about, you know, the Lakers and we talk about the Lakers. They gone fishing and blase blase. I'm like, 
Okay. So they it was just a lot of chitter chatter, you know, when they beat the Lakers, which rightfully so you 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 beat the Lakers. Yeah. You beat but the Lakers. You were the number one seed. You were supposed to beat the Lakers. You still, yeah, because they you were, were Lakers to. were number eight, right? Right. They're number number seven. Like they yeah, okay. were in the plan. So like it you were supposed to beat them. So you sweeping them was it was it shocking to the fact that like you swept the Lakers? Yes, yeah, it's shocking because they shouldn't have got swept, but you were supposed to win that series regardless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but maybe they have a chip on their shoulder because they felt maybe you know slighted because it's LeBron James. Everybody's going to choose LeBron James over anybody. And y'all the Nuggets. No one cares about the Nuggets. Like no one I cares know. about the Nuggets. So, um, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and this takes me back to my question about mascots. Mm-hmm. What is? How do you manifest a nugget? Is it a chicken <laughs> nugget? Is it what is it? <laughs> Nigga, they, they mascot is like a darn. Uh, a lion, like that's ridiculous. It I makes ain't never no sense. been referred to. I don't know of a cub. I can see like, but golden nuggets. Lot. You know, I, I don't understand what. It... When I think of golden nuggets, Brian, I'm still thinking. Matter of fact, I almost think of that Mary J. Blige Burger King commercial, <laughs> that crispy oh. chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about. That's funny. so. Anyway, all right. So, do you? Oh, I wanted to ask you this. Now yes. that summer's here, before yeah. we get into the black ask moment, all that kind of stuff, you got plans, y'all traveling, you doing a cookout <laughs> plan, what's happening, what's going on, and you got uh, a birthday coming up. We do. It's crazy. Um, You're going to be 38. I'm going to be 38. That is, My that God. Is true. Two from 40. That <laughs> right beard here. is getting grayer. <laughs> and, and the hair I've had on right now, because my hair looks terrible, but um, yeah, that, the hair is getting gray. It's, it's crazy. My God, how you feeling, brother? That's 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 why the man of God. He drinking his water. He drinking his smoothies. Listen, he back in the gym. <laughs> it's always a great day to be black, but you know, the older you get, they say black don't crack, but it, it expands. I'm, oh, I'm trying to crack. unbig this back. <laughs> I was going to talk about it. it. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about it. You know, in 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 joy. I'll probably talk about it later. But like, I'm mm-hmm. really trying to be more intentional about just having more discipline. So okay. eating right. Exercising, losing weight, God is good. Um, But as far as the summer, summer gets wild around these parts. Okay, Um, okay. Luckily, you gonna be wearing less and going out more. Not wild in that. Okay, (laughs) wild as in the calendar kind of gets a little more uh, 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 gets kind of hectic. Let me try to say this. So, thank God, you know, our fraternal calendars gone. So we know chapter meeting and a lot of the capital activities that we have to do. Mind anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully that's off the table. But then now I got like uh, more work trips and family trips. Like I, like I said, the birthday coming up yeah. uh, after that, we got some, uh, uh, seems like most of my family has birthdays in June. So mm-hmm. got some birthday parties and stuff like that. Cause uh, you got a, couple, you got a, uh, you got a hood twin. Yeah. My brother and I yeah. have the same birthday. Same birthday. Yeah. Same birthday. <laughs> Uh, then that's some black stuff. I love that. <laughs> listen, same birthday, one year apart, exactly. Um, then after that, my niece and my brother, my youngest brother, have, share a birthday. Then my mm-hmm. niece on White Lawrence side, we have a party. You gotta go to Charlotte for that. Like every weekend, every week, there's something. So I'll yeah. be traveling probably every week at some point between now and then July. And then my nephews are coming during the summer. Um, okay. and then I'm supposed to have a work trip with them there somewhere. So I don't know how to navigate. I'm supposed to go to Chicago when they're supposed to be here. So I may not mm. go to that trip for work. It's just a lot that goes on during the summers. Yeah. Um, no, I hear you. yeah. So what about you? Um, so I got work as y'all, I'm going to Cali. I'll be in Chicago next week. Mm-hmm. 
I was taking a break all the way into Conclave, but a work retreat got put on my calendar at the top of July. So like July 6th through the 8th, which is great because I'm off work June 30th through July 5th. I just took me some time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, bet I can go from work vacation directly into a work retreat. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's through a Saturday. So, and we, so we could be in some cabin up in toward Knoxville. Yeah. Um, and they say, sent us the pictures and stuff. It's nice up there, Reverend. I told Ash, mm-hmm. we, might have to, we might have to do us a little getaway or something, a couple right. trip or something, because they, they got us a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got their own room, mm-hmm. own bathrooms. And I said, like, come on, Habitat. And, on, and it, meals are included and activities are included. And oh, that sounds great. I, that's what I told Ash. I said, so I'm a, I'm a, I mean, the housing is nice, but based on like how the food tastes and stuff, like mm-hmm. if it's all inclusive like that, all we need to do is bring some bottles right. and we straight. Um, <laughs> so I got there and then, you know, about two weeks off or a week or so off. And then we're in Tampa. Yeah. Um, and then from there I'm traveling back to back. It's once a month, mm-hmm. but still travel from August, September, October, November. I don't think I have anything in December. Um, so I'll actually be happy when December, but the, but for the summer specifically that, and then Asher's side of the re- family is having a reunion. Um, my parents are coming in town at the end of June through the 4th of mm-hmm. July. Asher's family's coming Decided they were coming for 4th of July, which was unplanned. And everybody want to stay with us. We was like, I don't know how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a lot going on, needless to say. And I'm trying to hit up some of these Atlanta festivals. Um, I want to be a part of some of that. Um, so, yeah, busy. I, I, I'm going to be outside-ish. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is official, in official capacities and not as social as I want to be. But yeah, it is what it is. <clears throat> that's, that's adulting. That's what we, we are, adults. And so you know that's weird. But do. the beauty of it is, though, is that I'm going to I'm going for work, but I'm still going to LA, right? Yeah. So like, I'm going to, I'm a I'm gonna enjoy some parts of LA. Um, although I looked at the weather and the high is only like 72. The Terrible. time I'm there, I'm like in June. In June? Yes, bro. I promise that's you. I looked, odd. I looked yesterday. Um, let me double check today. So I don't hold on. I don't want to make a liar out of myself. <laughs> Loss. Angeles. Right now it is 60 degrees. It's a high of 68 today. Yeah, I'm there through Saturday. I'm gonna let you see this. You see those highs? Yeah, that's kind of it's it's cool weather, like in terms of like you can you ain't gonna be out there burning, but it's still kind of like I'm thinking Bro, about I was, June. I was ready to go to the beach. I'm not going to the beach with 70 degree weather. No, no, no. Yeah, that water gonna be freezing. So yeah. Anyway, but Chicago the next week is gonna be a little warmer, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some summertime shot activities, but yeah, I'm going to Chicago in the summer, LA, even though it's going to be cooler, still LA, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm a, I'm a get out and enjoy, you know, parts of it without, so I can still be active for work. I'll say that. Yeah. Way. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. why it is official work stuff. Yeah. Going to good, it ain't like I'm going to Fargo, North Dakota. Right. You know, like, <laughs> you know, new, you know, <laughs> uh, what is it? What, what, what's the city in New Mexico? Albuquerque. I ain't going to Albuquerque. Albuquerque. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to yeah. Sacramento. I'm going to Los right. Angeles. <laughs> Los Angeles is great. I think we're going to Las Vegas in July and August. Thank God. Okay. I'm going to the Bay in September. Really? Mm-hmm. Seeing I find E40. Crip walk with him. <laughs> 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 and what's the other dude's name? Sugar Pimp. Pimp C. Uh, sugar Free. Okay, so let's, <laughs> let's clear some things up. So E40 wouldn't Crip walk. Uh, he might ghost ride the whip. He may schmeeze. Oh, he's a blood. <laughs> no, he lives oh. up north. So they have different dances. Down okay. south is more the crip walking and stuff like that. And okay. Sugar Free, 
Okay. Uh, he's from South and he's from Pomona, my city. So Gotcha. Okay. You know, yeah. It's all California to me. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever I see, I did I did hit up our friend of real life friend of the podcast, Anthony Walker, and told him. Uh, I said, I wrote about you twice on Afrotech, man of God, and had you on my podcast. Your wife bakes cakes. I want a cake in my honor. And I want, <laughs> and I want dinner. I want I want free merch. I want all mm-hmm. the things. All you the treat things. me well. You treat me well when I come down here to the bank. Listen. You hear me? I'm gonna be staying in Silicon Valley, but you treat mm-hmm. me well. <laughs> um, right. I, I believe he will. So, oh no, no. He already said, like, bro, we got you, we got you. And I believe so. But that's the beauty of having people in places. People mm-hmm. in high places. You can go on and do stuff and live a life. All right. Enough right. about that. Black ask moment. Do you have one? Yeah, I do have a black ass moment. It's probably, you know, okay. black ass moments, those that do not know, it's questions and conversations concerning black culture and community, mm-hmm. maybe critical or comedic. And this one is really just in honor of uh, African American Negro Appreciation Music Month or Negro mm. Music Appreciation Month. This one, uh, we it was a question that we had last week. Okay. Uh, and it the question that we kind of skipped over was what is a song okay. that you enjoy? That you hate to admit that you enjoy. Mm. That's coming up on the music sermon, I think, stuff too. Yeah. Um, a song that I enjoy that I hate to admit I actually enjoy. Yes. It's probably about some white artist, I'm gonna be honest with mm. you. Um off the top of my head, mm-hmm. it's Macy Gray. I try to say goodbye <laughs> and not choke. Try to walk away and not stumble. Then I try to hide it. It's clear. Now early in that day when you are not here. That song is so terrible. But I, anytime to come on, <laughs> top of my lungs. Top of my lungs. I can't get, and I never intentionally play it. But when I do hear like at a Route 21 or something random, right? I be in that joint going off. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? <laughs> Because first of all, Macy Gray is weird, and that song is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. That's the one that comes to my head. I got some toxic songs I shouldn't enjoy that I just love, mm-hmm. but that one I probably shouldn't be enjoying. Yeah, there's one song, and don't take my letters. Okay, but <laughs> I really like Atomic Dog. <laughs> I do. It's a good song. It's I ain't gonna hold you. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's a, it gets the people going. Not it gets the people music. going. Not uh, just the cues. That's, that's just the cues, but I, I really enjoy. Yeah, a, like I enjoy Atomic Dog. Yeah. Um. So we're at the little Tom events and stuff like that, and you know, people start. Oh. I'm like, it, I want to buy my head because it's a really good song, but you know, it's it's been you know snatched up by a certain organization on the other I mean, side it, of 1911. It just makes sense for them. Like oh, if a, a song made sense, and it's almost like when Beyonce and Jay Z put out Ape, right? Like yeah. the Alpha should have rejoiced. Like it just makes sense, right? Yeah. You know, here we are with Prince, Diamonds and Pearls. All we can do is slow dance, right? <laughs> so <laughs> slow shimmy, slow shimmy. I mean, very slow, <laughs> very slow. All right, song of the week. Yeah. I'm gonna go into the gospel archives because okay. God has just been good to me. He is. And last been. week, Brian, you talked about James Moss. Yes. And um, Maddie's nephew. Maddie's nephew. I mean, <laughs> direct nephew. Oh, right? yeah. And, and you know, I went back into the, into the archives and listened to some early. Them first three albums were pretty solid. 
And it was just one particular song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the man of God just had to admit where he was in Christ. <laughs> and, you know, every now and then we all, we've all been, maybe not in the exact same situation, but we've mm-hmm. all been in the place where we're like, you know what, Lord? My hands are filthy. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm going to start it from the beginning and I'm going to let y'all listen. Oh, that's a good one. Let it go. All right, that is Let It Go by Jay Moss. If you want to get into the second verse, he talked about how somebody's thighs caught his eyes, right? And it gets you know, the story, <laughs> the plot thickens, quite literally thickens. All right, that is Let It Go by James and Moss. So good. If you ever, if you ever find yourself just mm-hmm. needing to reflect on grace yes. and mercy and forgiveness, Jay Moss walked mm-hmm. so Jonathan McReynolds could run. Right. Oh, if you pay attention, good. if you pay attention to their music, mm-hmm. they they are very honest and transparent yes. about their struggles and what they go through, and they contextualize it through music. And on a very serious note, I think it humanizes us as Christians yeah. and saints. Right. I don't think this is an is it is an excuse, right, to do whatever, whatever. But it's like, listen, like that first verse. You know how many times do we all have road rage? Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let it go. And you know, right there. You know what I'm saying? And he said, like, I was, I was about to book, but this dude was crazier than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if, and if I didn't make a certain move, I could have been dead because I'm trying to, right. you know, trying to be her be crazy. So anyway, yep. <clears throat> I like Jay Moss. Love Jay Moss. Um, yeah. Just, just give us a 20th anniversary or something because I feel like the first project is around that time. It's, it's old. Yeah. Um, I, but anyway, I enjoy Jay Moss. Listen, I enjoy I Jay. You know them, that that Moss Clark. That Moss clock. That family is solid. It's right there. It is right there. Um, but anyway, with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, are you ready to move on and get into the Blessed Report and shout out some black excellence? Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Puzzle Pieces, we are at the place where we call the Blessed Report. We shout out black folks doing great black things. And Josh and I, we believe in celebrating and supporting black businesses all year long, not just on Black History Month, but 365, 24-7. We support black folks doing great black things. And this week for the Blessed Report, we have Undefined Beauty and Dorian Morris. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is Undefined Beauty? Undefined is clean, conscious, inclusive plant magic. My God. The mission is to undefine and democratize. Democratize? Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Democratize? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. It's Monday morning when I'm reading. <laughs> uh, democratize beauty and destigmatize plant based solutions through an unapologetic, uncompromising, unfiltered approach. Wellness shouldn't be elusive or exclusive, it should democratize it. Mm-hmm. And Target, you can find this product. Again, it's undefined beauty. Uh, it's a Find it online at undefined, undefinedco.com or IG undefined beauty underscore co to get this product. And black folks doing great black things. Plants are important. Plant-based foods mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 
skincare and all the things yeah. are, are what's necessary these days. Uh, save some animals, you know, kill some trees, and you know, just be better with life, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say plant. save animals and kill trees? Yeah, listen, plants are easy to grow. Plant based. I plant guess based, if it's yeah. plant based, they, you they have to kill the, plants. the animal. So somebody got to. Somebody Lion King die. said it's the circle of life. Somebody got to die. Somebody got to die so that and we can leave. I got my my plant children in the back. My you God, know, just, I don't want I don't, I want them to live long. And it's I would show you me. mine. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I'll see all the time I see on social media, like folks plants just be dying. Like I oh, wonder yeah. what is the oh mine situation. is mine's been in the trash for, for about a month. Now. Mm-hmm. What kind was it? You know what it was? I don't know what it was. It was pretty. Oh, oh. <laughs> and it said <laughs> low water, indirect light. I said that sounds low maintenance. Yeah, and it was more high maintenance than I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I got a lot of low light little plants that kind of you know don't need a lot of watering. But yeah, I got four back there, one in there. And I, I want to buy some more. I want to buy some uh some more plants and some palm trees for my back patio. Oh, come on. That's a sanctified tree. Hosanna. Listen, I'm coming to your house upon <laughs> Palm Sunday. Give me a, give me a leaf. Yeah, right. I really want to uh, make our uh, back patio just look a little more... Like Jerusalem. Ca- <laughs> more cabana, cabana-ish. Under yeah. the Copa. Copa, Copa cabana. cabana. Maybe some draping would, I think would be cool. Some draping mm. would be dope. Yeah. Okay. Thinking, about, thinking that through right uh-huh. now on the podcast. Bless up Dorian, undefined beauty. Get this skin it's cookout together. Season. It's cookout season. Need to get that skin together. Yeah. Uh, all right, Brian. Did anybody die? I'm sure somebody died. Yeah. But uh, I guess yeah, I don't know. You know, tell me what happened. I don't know. I mean, I, well, DC Young Flies, um, longtime partner. Oh yeah. I can't remember her name right now. Jackie um, O. Yes. Prayers up to that family. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like legends and things like that, mm-hmm. I don't think. I think they all here right now. We got to keep checking on Smokey. We got to keep checking on uh, Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight, mm-hmm. Patty LaBelle. You know, we mm-hmm. only we only got a few left. We only got a few <clears throat> left. We got to right. check on them. Make sure they're here. On them. Uncle yeah. Charlie, your friend, oh. your brother was at a tiny desk. Oh, jeez. At a tiny desk. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, if I, I use that for my greater conversation. I watched the tiny desk. And, uh, okay. And I watched a clip of that praise break and... Never yeah. have my spirit been so quenched before. Listen, just, rem- just say remind, during during great conversation, remind me I need something to say about Charlie. Okay, listen, last name Wilson. I will not forget. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Billboard. Speaking of music, the color purple is coming. I don't know why we didn't talk about this a few weeks ago, but here mm. we are talking about it now. Y'all know if y'all know the me, you know the color purple is my all time favorite medium of entertainment mm-hmm. i've read the book i've seen the movie millions of times I've, I've watched the play and i'm gonna see this movie again and i'm going and oprah told us we need to wear purple and mm-hmm. guess who gonna have on a purple cable knit sweater it's gonna be <laughs> me right oh. there mm-hmm. laced in royalty do you hear me i'm gonna be laced Listen. right there on christmas day i'm not waiting brian to the day after <laughs> i'm dragging my kids and we are going on christmas day Listen. to watch because I drugged them to watch Whitney Houston. If you can learn about drugs and singing, <laughs> you're going to learn about the misogyny and patriarchy that exists in The Color Purple. We're watching it. There's a star-studded cast produced by Harpo Studios um, with Oprah Winfrey behind it. Fantasia, Taraji P. P. Henson, Danielle Brooks, Coleman Domingo. He's going to be playing Mr. Ha- mm, Halle Bailey. Good, good this, is her, this is her winning season. Sierra now. Pray. Now. 
Hallie is playing young Nettie. Then they mm-hmm. transition it to Sierra for old Nettie. Now, well, I, I guess that could be good. It can be, but I'm going to tell you this one thing. It's mm-hmm. this one thing that I'm going to tell you. That must be indicative of a hard life that Nettie lived because that voice will be affected. Because <laughs> the vocals of young Nettie ain't going to match the vocals <laughs> of old Nettie. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to leave it at that. And then I don't know what Sierra's like <clears throat> behind an acting camera. So mm, we haven't seen know, it. We haven't seen I don't her know. Act. It's, you know, because I was I was a little nervous about Fantasia, but then I remember she played Celie in the Broadway play. She did, and mm-hmm. she did, I, and I saw it when she was in it, yeah. and she did a good job. So yeah. I'm not worried about her. I was worried about Taraji singing Suge, but then I saw the little clip of her rehearsing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. woman of God, gonna give us something. And yeah, then Manica, she did Manica give Manica us hard out here for a pimp. She so. Did. If you Grammy really award winning money for the friend. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you it was know? Academy Award winning. Academy Award winning. Three Six and the Mafia. <laughs> Juicy J. DJ Paul. Listen, Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> uh, all right, let me go on about this list. Her, Brian's girl, is going to be yes. there. Ingenue gotcha. Ellis, also known as Maddie Moss Clark. Maddie Moss Clark. Uh, <laughs> Louis Gossett Jr. is going to be in there. Dion Cole. It's in there. Tamala Mann is playing the first lady. So technically, Taraji's mama, that is a that is a mother-daughter combo. Uh, and David Allen Greer is playing the preacher, Taraji's daddy. So mm. it is going to be star-studded. <clears throat> it is a musical. So get your expectations in. I don't want to hear nobody say, why are they doing so much singing? It's like when Dreamgirls came out. It's yeah. a musical. They're going to yeah. be in dialogue, and then they're going to bust out into song. Okay. Yeah. It's it's the it's adapted from the stage play. The, yes. It's adapted from the musical. The, yeah. The movie was adapted from a book. Yes. The then the movie was adapted then into a stage play. Mm-hmm. Now the stage play is now being adapted into a movie. A movie. So don't like 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 Josh said. It's it's song. The niggas it's it's, it's singing. It's and like pornography. Got- it's they get well. They could be, they could be a little bit of talking. Okay, at parts. I wait. <laughs> I wait. What the the goal is get to the singing. <laughs> How did we get there? <laughs> Mighty God. Okay. Well, that was that was a comparison, and I was going to ask the man of God's thoughts, but I have them. So we're going to skedaddle on to the next thing on the billboard. <laughs> and that is another black classic is being, is you talked about, it's in the opposite. They're going to turn a film, a musical into a Broadway play. The Wiz okay. is on its way back um, in front of us. It's going to be on Broadway. And guess who's producing it, Brian? Who? Candy, Big Money, Burris, and Todd Tucker oh. are producing. Listen, Candy says she want her EGOT. Now, I believe if she keep doing film, plays like this, she mm-hmm. already got the Grammy. She might get a Tony. She ain't get a, a it's, Tony it's for that, uh, legs, hips, the, body, and thighs. What is it? I said plays like this. Because you, <laughs> you know she did the piano lesson. And she did the other one for like black men or something. like. So legs, she keep doing real Broadway plays. Mind. I'm not feeding it to this. If she do real Broadway <laughs> plays, she'll get it. What my concern is, is that Emmy Oscar. Mm. I don't know about them too. I don't know. I don't know how they would come. Mm. She would have to write a pen a song for a movie, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to get it, and then the Emmy. If she acted like she'd been acting in the shy, 
my God. Okay, but beyond that, <laughs> it's an all-new Jesus. production of the hit Broadway musical, The Wiz. Um, so far, they found their lion, their scarecrow, and the tin man. So Kyle Ramar Freeman is going to be the lion. I don't know who that is. Philip Johnson Richardson is going to be the tin man. I don't know who that is either. But I do know this man. Mm-hmm. Avery Wilson Ooh, is going to be the scarecrow. So yeah, shout out. Shout out. That nigga sings. sings. Shout out Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson was a scarecrow part par excellence. Oh, you can win. You can win. Child. Yeah. Yeah. You can't eat Yo, mm-hmm. after a certain part of the movie, I had to stop watching because it got real scary to me. I watched The Wiz. It it, it 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 do turn into like some black magic, but it gets real scary. I, I need to probably watch it. I haven't watched it as an adult, like in terms of like this current age, real big and grown. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, it gets real like weird and dark, kind of spooky. Like, yeah, yeah. I, um, the scarecrow, the um, just the other scarecrows and stuff in there, they kind of. But I did watch it as a. I watched it in my big grown age, maybe two three years ago. Jaden School did um a play, mm-hmm. and I, he wanted to watch. The Wiz, okay. um, so I let him watch it. And my my favorite song though is from the the Evil Witch. Um, <laughs> no bad news. Mm. So good. She's just in because she's in consistent growl and grit the whole song. <laughs> Don't you dare to bring me no bad news. No bad news. No bad news. She got all them um uh, them, them sweatshop workers in there working. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. It's, it's good. Just, it's, just, it's black. The Wiz is yeah. black. Oh, it's, it's black. real black. It's black. So I might go support that on the broad and the way. When it comes out, um, as of as of this announcement, though, none of the other leading roles have been announced. So super excited um, to see who's going to round out that particular cast. I didn't know if I wanted to put this on the billboard, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Brian, okay. we talked about in my greater conversation last week, we talked about the fragility of masculinity and how people, mm. you know, yeah. like to treat it. And oftentimes on this show, we've kind of talked about manhood and things like that. And your spirit animal, Aubrey mm-hmm. Graham. Yes. Drake. Canadian pop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got on the gram or on he the did. internet. Had yellow and blue nails. Mm. And Shots sent the, the people into rose. a frenzy. Sent the people into a frenzy. Now, on one on one end, it was like, okay, this is going to free up all the people who want to try it. But mm. it was a lot of toxic comments about really can't women can't have nothing and blah blah blah, blah, blah. all that all hold on hold on all that kind <laughs> okay. of all, all that kind of stuff came up again and then you know it was some of the people you know some of the people defending it like you know it's free expression you should be able to do whatever you want to do blase 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 and uh it, it was it was it was a nice hodgepodge of comments right mm-hmm. um of course you had the people who question their sexuality because of yeah. i mean all of the range of things here's my thing and that I stand on, and I'm gonna continue to stand on. If it ain't for you, it ain't for you, and just let it be. Yep. Like, and that's because I don't know what this man. That man's yellow nails ain't affecting me in no way for me. Not at all. And when I go get my nails done, I am going to continue to make the choice of not getting the color because that's just personally my choice. Yeah. And that's it. And if he decides to go get blue, all blue, yeah. next week, that's gonna be Drake's choice. And I bet you, when he dropped his next album. You niggas, mm-hmm. <laughs> still, the same ones in them comments. Yeah, still gonna buy it and bump it, right? And and I, even them girls who might have been saying like women can't have nothing. I guarantee you, if Aubrey Graham DM'd you right now, well, you probably would go to the gram and play like, oh, guess who just DM me? All that kind of stuff, which that's a whole other thing. But if he pulled up with his plane and asked you out, you would be all you gonna bust it face face down. You gonna. 
get down. What they say in the 2000s, Brian? She going to get down, bust down, and mm-hmm. get her ego on, girl. Yeah. Easily. So, <laughs> Easily. Like, and all y'all niggas, y'all wish I could be Drake. Let's just, let's just keep it a buck. Like, y'all want to be Aubrey. Y'all want, y'all want to be him. This nigga gets women hella rich. And does whatever he wants to do. And do you, and here's the other thing. Do you think Aubrey is caring what some random nigga in Jackson, Mississippi is saying about him, like about his masculinity, like about his huh? masculinity? Like, do you do you really think, and even if ninety percent of the comments on that post were negative, do you really think that's going to move the needle for any? This man just hit a Spotify like eighty billion dollar stream record. I mean, eighty yeah. billion streams record or something crazy like that. Like, are you crazy? Do you think anybody in the rap game is going to stop working with him because of that? No. Like nothing is going to change about Drake's life because you don't appreciate. That, that's that's be that's be what that and maybe this is a different maybe this is a living room conversation because I'm trying to figure out why you so caught up on what mm-hmm. other folks be doing with their life like right. that stuff it it ain't that ain't my business right at the end of the day like I he never even had know to you. know that man even put yellow like if I never knew that in my life I wouldn't be affected and if I and if he does it for the rest of his life nothing about how I engage Drake and his music is going to change. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It's interesting that people go through social media and like they see stuff and they like, oh, let me stop and say something. Like, if you don't like it, they can just keep scrolling. Like, yeah. It's yellow nails. And I know that's the world we live in, but that's the point, Brian. It's yellow nails. (laughs) Yellow nails. And they go like, it it ain't. He wasn't out here fighting kids. He he wasn't out here like, (laughs) he not beating nobody. He not, you know, he's not getting caught up in like sexual assault cases. Shouts out to Trigger. Um, like it's you mad at this nigga's nails. Yeah. There's, and this and this is not even us dick riding Drake. Like, we're not saying he's perfect or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, if I'm gonna critique him on anything, it ain't gonna be yelling it. No, it would be <laughs> singing. It would be like, bro, just just rap. Nigga, you're be the rap, best rappers singing. of all time. Like, it may just be rap, some nigga. Corny, it may be some corny he does or says, but like yeah. outside of that, like I'm not yelling nails, bro. Yelling nails. That ain't my fight. Yeah. Not fight. But you wanna hear something else, silly? What? Remy Ma told us that she literally said age ain't nothing but a number. Okay. The woman of God is turning 43, but she says in her brain she's 35. You want to know okay. why? What is this guy Because the years, the years she spent in jail and COVID don't count to Remy. So she is 35. Okay. <laughs> is what she said online. So, Brian, I just want to know your thoughts. Is, is there, <laughs> you got a birthday coming up. Mm-hmm. So, is this, so, what was it? COVID was two years. So, are you technically turning 36 this year? I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, technically, for a whole year, we weren't outside. Like, we, we really weren't outside. Nothing. Like, and, about, just, and I say two years because even 2021 was kind of eh. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because we started like March to 2020. About March. Really, 2022, we didn't really get outside of Peru until like 2022. That's so, what I'm saying. So two like, years. Depending yeah, you're right. on where you count. Yeah, so 36. You 36. Yeah, sure. yeah. so we, we saved two years. We, we, we went two years back. My God. I guess I'll be turning 32. Look at God. Again. All right. That's <laughs> well, it. That's it. Thank you, Remy. Um, <laughs> thank you, Remy. Thank you, Remy, for context. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't really, I don't, I don't, I don't really Remy Ma. I ain't got nothing against her. I just don't really Remy Ma. It's not because I enjoy Nikki. I just, I don't Remy Ma. Mm-hmm. But this right here, you taught us all a lesson. So thank you so much um, for that. Um, anyway. That being said, mm-hmm. let's do Brown. You ready to get into the living room? I feel like we got a nice, kind of lightweight conversation to start off nigga music appreciation. But it ain't really about music. 
We gonna mm-hmm. talk about it a little bit in there. But yeah. y'all, we posted a video, a video, uh huh, on the gram and mm. well, really on talk. Facebook too. And y'all, y'all had a few things to say. Yeah. So we decided to have a well-rounded conversation mm-hmm. about said video, um, really centered around the first principle of layer and some of the development that happened there. But we want to have a more holistic conversation. So grab your snacks, grab your drinks, grab your. I had a very black lunch, chicken gizzards, gravy, and white rice. So grab, My grab God. your plate, black. Grab your plate, and and a mellow yellow to top it off. I mean, black. I wonder what that was. It was a mellow yellow, not even a Mountain Dew, Reverend. Mellow yellow. My daddy worked for Coke. I got to support Coke. So grab all your things. Grab all your things, and let's head on to the living room and have this conversation. Let's do it. All right, good people. We are at the living room. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, we realize we got some new followers and things like that. The living room is the center of mm-hmm. our podcast. It's where we yes. talk about all the good things. We gather together. We have in-depth conversations about figuring out life or really identifying how culture is affecting our lives. And that's where we land today, yep. talking about culture and television. Um, and Brian, yeah, I think the people know. We love we love all things black, but we love we black do. sitcoms. And the sure the greatest era of black sitcoms, in my opinion, happened in most the greatest era of a lot of things happened in the nineties. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, for TV particular, I don't think that there was one consistent time in terms of sitcoms, particularly mm-hmm. that there was more on at the same time between I want to say let's go late eighty about eighty eight through about ninety ninety nine. Yeah, um, was an era of just back to back, and some of them crossed over into the two thousands, and some mm-hmm. of them started earlier in the eighties. But that that concentrated era of late eighties all the way to the end of the nineties was just an amazing era in television. Um, before some of them started going out, and um, one of the clips that we posted was about Fresh Prince, and because me and Brian love black culture, black television, um, these things kind of come up in our conversation. Whether it's yep. music or TVs, it may come up in a way, and I said that. Um, the first principle of lack continuity. Um, I also said that if you watch it just episode by episode, season by season, that it is a hard watch because of the mm-hmm. lack of continuity and how yeah. the show changed. I also made the comment and said, I believe that's why people choose Martin over Fresh Prince. That was not to say that I actually enjoy Martin over Fresh Prince. I think sometimes I do. It is to say that me and Brian host other guests on the podcast yep. and we have we play a game called culture code if y'all are mm-hmm. familiar and sometimes we ask questions this or that but sometimes we'll ask you to name your top five this or your top three that or your number one this and there has been at least two occasions i know for a fact where martin has entered the chat over the fresh yeah. prince in yeah. one of those occasions the fresh prince didn't even hit the list and we asked about it and then mm-hmm. they gave some reasonings, very similar to what I described. Yeah. And then another opportunity, I remember First Prince had made the list. And they was like, you know what? Let me take First Prince off and put Martin on. Right. Mm. So that that was my comment for those of you who think I was just saying Martin is a better show. That's not what I was saying. Um, but I do believe, I believe that provides context of why people may think about Martin as quote unquote better. Because at the very least, Martin, um, Martin didn't really... It evolved as a show, but it didn't change, right? They were still that silly friend group, stuff like that, stuff like that. So anyway, just provide context to that. But the bigger conversation that we want to get into is just, is that the progression of TV, um, how characters change, how, you know, things kind of shift, how shows developed and maybe very shifted um, from what they originated. Family Matters, one of the ones that Brian and I talk about the least 
mm -hmm. and probably will continue to talk about the least. Yeah. You know, it was really centered around them, like yeah. Carl and all of them. But with the popularity of Steve Urkel, it became yeah. his show. Yeah. yeah. It became his show. Weird. And it shifted yeah. the entire show. Right. Yeah. We even saw there were good times. It was really centered around the family, but JJ was such a a superstar, right? That it changed the show. And yeah. good, bad, or indifferent. I think we probably have some opinions about that. But I want I want to build that case up real quick before I throw yep. it to you, Brian, and ask you this very direct question. Yep. Um, just give me your um, really a statement. Really give me your kind of holistic overview before we get into some more nuanced stuff about black television, black sitcoms, and some and some high level things that you've identified around the shift um, of those shows in that particular era. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, of course, black sitcoms are were, are and were extremely important due to yep. first of all, much representation. Right. Yep. Seeing shows, people that look like you. Um, I love the fact that there was a lot of nuance, but there also some duality in certain shows, like so mm -hmm. and so spectrums of black sitcoms. Right, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you had good times. The niggas was in the projects, poor, right? Poor had had that attitude of you know we can talk about Florida Evans always trying to sabotage them getting out of the hood. Her view on the outside of the hood, which in a lot of cases is some people can't see outside of the hood, mm -hmm. so we're gonna be in the part projects for the rest of our lives. Yeah, and and that is what it is. To the other side of the spectrum, you have, you know, the Cosby show. Yep. Heathcliff, doctor. Mm -hmm. Wife, attorney. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, Fresh Prince. Originally, let me say the originally, mm -hmm. uh, we had high-powered attorney mm -hmm. uh, end up turning into a judge. Wife, a professor at a prestigious college. Right? So you had the, the the different spectrums. Then you had like the living singles, who the thirty year olds or the twenty something year olds turning thirty, who were trying to figure out life. You know, different spaces and places and that the opportunity. Then you have Martin's kind of similar with that living single, you know, younger crowd trying to figure out life and try to build. As you see, Martin, mm -hmm. where I will talk about in more detail, going from the uh radio station to then being on TV, then trying to pursue you know national success. Right. So yep. yep. Um, you can see with black sitcoms at that time, you can see you should be able to been able to see yourself in in one of those shows, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Sadly, in this current day, um, we don't really see uh, we don't have a lot of sitcoms at this this day. We don't right? have really no black sitcoms. We got nah, very no few. Very, yeah. very few. Yeah, insecure, no longer on the show, on on TV. But that's anymore. not even that's what I'm saying. Like they're not even sitcoms. They're like right. more, more. I guess like TV. I don't know what you would call those? Like TV, like serial shows. Whatever yeah, you would call them. Yeah, probably the closest <laughs> thing might have been. We had Blackish. Blackish. We had Blackish. That was a sitcom. Grownish. That whole series. But and um and right now I don't watch it, but I'm familiar with it. The neighbor with Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, I haven't him and, um, seen Tashina that. Arnold. Well, Tashina Arnold. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't watch it, but I do know it's still on. Yeah, but I, I think we love Black Sitcom because it. it you know, we I, we I can go down a whole list: two two sevens, the Jeffersons, my God, stuff like that. Family Matter. We talked about it earlier. Uh, my wife and kids. I can go mm -hmm. through all these shows in Wayne's Brothers. They 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 provided a certain level of comic relief. Yeah. Um, uh, representation, but then also in some cases to, um. I'm, I'm going a little long here. Some cases, just to kind of detach from your life and then yeah. jump into the lives of these different characters uh, that we love. Um, so, 
I think black history comes are important. Um, they're always going to be uh, a place in our space, in our hearts. Um, yeah. I thank God for Nick and Knight and, and BET and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to watch these sitcoms probably for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would agree, you know, and I, I love the fact that you talked about some of the similarities, like, for example, um, the Cosby show and the first Prince in terms of like yeah. those family dynamics. You saw yep. like the another and then even even in that while they were similar it was still so different because yeah. you got like posh like beverly hills yeah with fresh prince but then you got like you got black success but they lived in the brownstone in brooklyn you yeah. know what i'm saying so like that's two different, i mean yeah two different approaches it. to success and but but we got to also think about a brownstone of that magnitude is probably a beverly hills mansion anyway you know in terms oh, yeah. of price point right you know what oh, i'm saying yeah. you know what i'm saying so he had like three levels I remember his office was in the basement yeah you know, four or five bedrooms, you know, even a little backyard situation. Right. They had cars, which means they probably had garages or dedicated parking spaces. Like mm-hmm. they lived, you know, and then even their kids went to, I think Denise ended up going to Hillman, didn't finish. But Theo went to NYU. NYU, yeah. And then Sandra went to like Harvard or Yale or something. She Princeton. went to like, a, yeah, Princeton. That was their one no, of the Ivy. No, that's not Princeton. Was it Princeton? She went to one of the Ivies, I know for a fact. Yeah, she definitely went to Ivy. She went to an Ivy, you know what I'm saying? And was pursuing a doctor after she kind of did her hippie life or whatever that she was trying trying to pursue in that. But like, and then you look at the dichotomy of like a a different world where it's like, it's an even different group. You got college, right? Mm -hmm. HBCU, the epicenters of black excellence as a lot of them like to say, you know, and all the different back, all the different barrier. If nothing taught you that blackness was not a monolith, a different world did. Every yep. single character had a different back, and that's so true to college. Different background, different story, different nuances, different perspectives on life, and they were all trying to navigate those differences, you know, in those four years that they were together. Um, yep. And for the most part, those shows were consistent in terms of their values, um, the messages that they projected. Um, but then when you had some that really shifted away from um, their original intent. And it's not to say that change is bad, because I think change is good. Princeton. It was Princeton. Sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. You're fine. I knew it was an Ivy. I just wasn't sure Mm -hmm. which one. Um, Not to say that change is bad. Change is good, right? Yeah. But I think sometimes when when certain things shifts, it changes the very, I want to say almost purpose, right, of the show. Let's yep. use Fresh Prince as an example. Mm-hmm. When we, we, uh, I think everybody at this point knows that Will Smith and I can't think of her real name, but the original Unviv had beef in real life, right? Mm-hmm. They were going back and forth. And when that shift happened and they got a new Unviv, no more college professor. Yep. No more kind of like all the connections to Philly, all that kind of stuff like was completely gone. Mm-hmm. It's like the only representation we had of Philly was really Will and whenever uh-huh. his mama would pop up to visit, right? But like yeah. the first Unviv was very adamant about her her Philly roots and was yep. always championing Will in terms of being authentic, but also giving this bel- you know this Bel Air life a chance, like all the yeah. kind of very similar what we see in the in that the Bel Air, like the the new series, like this mm-hmm. Unviv is very much so in line with the original Unviv and her her perspective, right. and then even with Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil was a you know was was hard on Will, but we saw him become almost a caricature. I struggle with that word of himself, yeah. right? Yeah. He became a lot more silly. He became it was a bunch of just fat jokes, and I know they talked about, it, but it was it, everything was over the top, right? Yeah. And even with Jeff, like Jeffrey, I think grew in his comedic timing. But oh. there's nowhere in the there's nowhere in the world that <laughs> that butler is a, is keeping a job. 
with, with <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. no way. And then Nikki literally is a baby one season and is like seven. Yeah. The, like and not and probably in the same season. It's it's just so all like like we never understand a real reason why Carlton didn't go to Princeton originally yeah. why he ended up yeah. at ULA like Hillary went from like just a uh, uppity blonde to like a complete doofus um Ashley was just kind of there it was it was just and then Aunt Viv was like always randomly out of town like it was it was just weird yeah like, it was yeah. just weird and I think in terms of this conversation about development it's like Brian what do you think contributes to this and I know it's going into some of the stereotypes. Like let's yeah. go, let's go to a different. Well, not a different world. Let's go to um, Family Matters. Okay. Waldo mm-hmm. started off as kind of like you know the goofy friend and yeah. went stupid. Yeah. Um, my wife and kids. Junior. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Know, maybe a little slow. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Didn't get the joke, but then got me completely stupid. Yeah. Um, Kim Parker, on Moesha, mm-hmm. she was the roundaway girl, the cool chick, and then she gets to her own show. And she's a complete doofus, right? Yeah. Um, Hillary, Fresh Prince, again, like we said, started off as like the blonde, hot maintenance, all this kind of stuff. Um, very superficial, but go transitions into like almost complete stupidity. Yeah. What and and Steve, Steve Urkel was still Steve Urkel, right? Mm-hmm. But they upped his antics. And the same yeah. thing with like like JJ on Good Time. If we go back further in the 70s, JJ was still silly and JJ. They just yeah. upped his antics. Why do you think? Those kind of shifts particularly happened in black sitcoms. And what did that mean in terms of representation and what it said about us? Yeah, I guess to me, it's it's interesting because I don't know. We don't we know some airheads. Sure. We all know airheads. Oh, yeah, we know. Um, uh, And they can have Orange is New Black. (laughs) What season? Um, (laughs) What season? Uh. Nigger. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Messy. Um, season three. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so we do know some airheads. Sure. We know some naive folks, right? Yeah, naive. Um, sure. But we don't really know a lot of just step and fetch, mm-hmm, Amos mm-hmm. and Andy, or whatever those kind of like old black yep. coon cinema caricatures in real life. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we don't, we don't know that. Like, um, and I feel like all of these characters they started out as the airhead, like, which we know airheads, but the air we know airheads who have graduated from college, have multiple degrees. Yeah. They are just airheads. You, yeah. they just they're a little naive. They have blonde moments. Yeah, they're a little saying? green. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, they're not dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, so I don't understand, and you know, it's I don't, I, mean, I don't know if it's really black people saying, "Oh, we want more of this." Or it's the writer's room who is full of white mm-hmm. people saying like, oh, we need more of this. Mm-hmm. Right? We need more over mm-hmm. the top. Mm-hmm. Just buffoonery. Right? Yeah. Um, like, and 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 to me, I, I like I like off the wall like stupid comedy, but yeah. I'm not really a big fan of stupid characters per se. Okay. Like Give us an example just so the people are clear of what you're saying. A great example would be so Sinclair was silly at term terms of like she was naive mm-hmm. she didn't do a lot of slapstick and stuff like that but she, her jokes were ironic because it's back to like she's in a big city and she thinks she has no concept of the big city 
Mm-hmm. So she would say stuff, and the person that's watching is like, oh, man, Sinclair, like, come on, girl. That's simple. Yeah. Come on, like. But her from being from, what, Minnesota or mm-hmm. where she's from, yeah, she's, she's like, Minnesota, yeah. this all new to me. Martin, like, Martin as a character was not stupid, right? Uh, uh, most of, the, the, most of the, the cast wasn't stupid, right? We don't know what Tommy did for a living. Uh, you know, both Pam and Gina worked in marketing and they were like executives in marketing, Martin, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And there are moments where the stuff was stupid, like when the rat, you know, they Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect example. You know what I'm saying? It's when Mara's interrogating top. people with their pup with their stuffed dog. Yeah. The oh. my favorite episode. My <laughs> right. Bro, I still cry to this day. That is hilarious to me. It's over the top like comedy, but the characters weren't stupid. Yeah, Martin. You know what I'm Martin doing that still didn't make make us be like, bro, this you're you're dumb. That yeah. was just a, like a that was like right over the top comedy. Yeah, sure. it's 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 far fetched, over the top comedy. Martin, you know, interrogate Martin uh, in a in a trial, interrogating Tommy, <laughs> get the draws. Like, why, <laughs> why, why is this even the thing? And like, in what world even, would that ever happen? Right, <laughs> right. It's not even possible. So I'm okay with that because, you know, again, it's disconnecting. You have the ability to sit at home, mm-hmm. laugh at something, mm-hmm. you know it's not real, but yeah. it's just funny. Uh, whereas you have, you know, um, Urkel, nigga, time portal. Like you go from this, you know, go from Urkel getting saved season one, season two, right? You know, real life black situations mm-hmm. to like whatever season this nigga is in Bruce Paris Lee, one day. Uh, you know. Uh, yep, turning into Bruce Lee's. Turning into Bruce Lee. <laughs> Going into going back in time, let me create a time machine. Like it just got like to a place where it's like, come on, man. Like and in the nineties, like you ain't it, the Jetsons, bro. <laughs> like it's that that's like that's just white folks in the writing room saying, "Hey, how far can we take Urkel?" You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, that's I, what that I get was. it, I get it. And you know, I think to me, the biggest I probably could have dealt with Urkel if he would have if they would have left us at Stefan. Yeah. Like, because we, you know, because we had another professor and stuff like that, right? So some yes. kind of potion that made him cool. And because he was a scientist, you know, he mm-hmm. mastered it versus yeah. another professor, you know, had all the issues. Like, that, again, over the top. We know that ain't happening. But right. that's a little bit more believable than y'all literally packing y'all bags, standing on this thing, and going to Paris for a week. So And, and then you turn into Bruce Lee. You you turn into multiple characters. Like, it's, yes. it's, a, it's a lot of things that was wrong right. with that. I'm okay um, with New edition, walk into your living room and just because that was also part of '96. There was very few sitcoms where some some type of artist didn't show up. Moesha yeah. and then you know who was going to pop up at <laughs> listen. The everybody was there. New York Undercover ended every episode with Daniel R. B. concert. Right, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay, I'm okay with, with that, that. that. because, because okay that's that. that's also almost like real life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because those artists were they were big, but they were also a lot of them were still emerging. Yeah. And you think about TV, and then you think about like, let's just lose Moesha again. It's LA. Yeah. It's very possible that an artist might be performing, like a, a young usher, my way, mm-hmm. could very mm-hmm. well be performing at a local club at the start of his career. Yeah. Like that is very possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? So that kind of stuff is believable. Or even like, you know, you like you said, you got new addition walking in your living room for the prom. Or like when even though it was silly, Will Smith getting boys to me in for the christening. Like right. And that was but, even a, but, and that was a different Nikki. And that episode it was even a different yeah. Nikki. It was a whole yeah. nother one. <laughs> it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's but that's still as possible though. It could be it's you possible. Know, we're, we're both from Philly. 
You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I dated you know, your girl. Like that yeah. kind of stuff is it's it's a little it's a stretch. It's a but stretch. You but can, you could you could be like I I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or but, even like with living single. Like Khadijah was for all intents and purposes, she was a small magazine. But really, no matter your platform, if you got a solid platform, you're going to get PR agents and people reaching out to you. I yeah. know that by being in the business. So right. her having like the uh, I think it was Arsenio Hall once and some mm-hmm. Grant Hill and stuff like that. Her oh, having, yeah. she, she got a press pass. Her having access, that's you never questioned it. Cause she's a right. leg, she's an editor in chief mm-hmm. of a magazine. And toward the of end a of black her career, culture magazine. Right. And she sold, I think toward season four or five, she sold like 15%. Yeah, to a big company. So not mm-hmm. only did she have her established brand, now she got money. She got all mm-hmm. that, like that. It made like, and that is a very natural project pro- progression yep. of entrepreneurship. Like mm-hmm. Miel Organics just sold to um what was the, the bigger beauty brand, right? Um, that kind of stuff happens all the time, right? As yeah. companies and people grow, so some stuff was believable. But I think, and here's the thing: we talked about the people who kind of developed in the worst of ways but i think a good example of what could have went bad was blackish because that twin mm. that that mm-hmm. boy twin i forget his name on the show um yeah it was um diane jack. and jack yes yeah um jack started off as kind of like the the less smart twin let's call him that yeah but he started to turn like into that he was they was trying to turn him into that kind of waldo he was just dumb yeah and then something happened in one of them seasons when he hit like puberty mm-hmm. and it shifted. He was yeah. still the one that he still wasn't as smart as Diane, wasn't the, you know, the academic kid, but like he wasn't stupid. They flipped him to like the the social justice, vegan, sustainability yeah. kind of like archetype of like Gen Z is what they yeah. made him. And I'm like, I can deal with that. What yeah, I want, what I don't want y'all to do is turn this young black boy into like this just ridiculously ignorant character and i wonder what had was it the writers or mm-hmm. was it kenya or was it uh anthony anderson and tracy ellis like or was it his own parents advocating for him right it's like y'all ain't doing this to my son and i wonder maybe because we do hear i hear a lot of interviews where they felt like in the 90s they didn't have that much power but i wonder what would have happened right because from my understanding james the guy who played james um james avery left mm-hmm. Good times because he didn't agree with where the show was going. Right. Florida, if y'all remember, left when she got married, the new she left, she went to Arizona. That mm. was her actually leaving the show because she mm-hmm. also disagreed with where yep. the show was going. The original Harriet, she didn't lead to the last season, but that was her reasoning. Yep. She didn't like yeah, where the show yeah. was going. Um, so I wonder what would happen if you had more people stand up yeah. and say, like, hey, this ain't us. Right. Like, we don't act <clears> like this. Right. And, and the thing is, it's interesting that, like, you, a lot of those shows, like Norman Lear created and mm-hmm. kind of cultivated and stuff like that, you didn't really have that, in my opinion, until, like, the Cosby show. To where, mm-hmm. because it's Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby ran that show. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. had utmost creative control for that show, for, you know, Different World. But then, and then, you know, Debbie came in there and. But still, black woman, black did, educated woman. Magic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she did the writing in terms of she curated the writing for that show. She made the characters on the show, write And direct and all that kind of stuff. So those are the two shows where you can kind of see there really wasn't any like buffoonery. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. Like two shows that you're like, there was never really a character that just got to that place where they are just yeah. 
absolutely dumb. And even when Theo, he couldn't get some things, they end up explaining what it was. You know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. dyslexia. Yeah, dyslexia. And, yeah. You know, and it wasn't that he wasn't working hard or trying hard. He had dyslexia. Then now he goes to college and gets his master's degree. Like, you know what I'm saying? It it was never that. It, even like Bud and it never got to the point of any of the characters being super. But that was when you had uh, powerful black folks behind the camera in the writing Mm -hmm. rooms and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so Mm -hmm. um which is interesting but i think another thing that's important to to kind of call out um with those particular shows as well is that i think there was something like you said they they explained theo and but even if he didn't have dyslexia i think what's real is though like think about your sibling group i think about mine none of my siblings are dumb but my two sisters didn't excel to the point that i did it didn't make right. them less smarter than me. It right. just meant that like school and just doing all of that stuff in school just wasn't them. And that's, yes, that's exactly. real. If you got yeah. five kids, yeah, at least one of them is probably going to, you know, not to be, but they're likely going to be that BC student. And yeah. it might not be that they have any dyslexia, no ADHD. Mm-hmm. Like my, my youngest son, Jaden does very well in school, but he is open about the fact that he does not enjoy school, <laughs> right? He just doesn't enjoy that structured format mm-hmm. and all that other kind of stuff. But, you know, we are, as parents, push him to push beyond that emotion. Right. But if we just, and I'm and the, and the Huxtables on the TV show did that with Theo as well, and they found out it was something deeper, which is why yeah. he did so well uh-huh. in college and master's program. But at the same time, like, there's going to be a child who's going to be like, you know, I go in there, do my work, do my homework. But I, I'm straight if I don't get all A's. Like they don't, they 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 not finna, they just right. not finna do it. And that's we know them people, and yeah, some of those people are super. Sister, some like of them that. people are super successful even beyond that, yep. right? Because they found other things that piqued their interest, and they right. were able to turn that into a job or a career or a business or whatever different type of stuff, right? I know I know plenty of people from back home who only yep. have a high school diploma and mm-hmm. they're out here running successful businesses because yep. they did even if even if it's blue collar. Like yeah. I know some guys who are cutting grass. They will cut your grass like a, like these Atlanta barbers cut hair, right? Yeah. But they knew that's what they was good at. Yep. And that's what they do. And they killing. The, they probably making more money than some of these college educated folk, right? Oh yeah. So, without a doubt. But but to your point, I wanted to just point that out. That's real. Even in a different world, like we saw the we we had Dwayne Wayne who was five eight capital, mm-hmm. and then you had um, his friend Run, total mm-hmm. opposite side. Chasing the girls, wanted to party, frat yeah. boy, all the different kind of stuff. But it didn't take away from the fact that one, he was he was educated enough to get into Hillman College. Yep. And then it took him five, six years, but he graduated. Yeah, I think still. six years. Six year yeah, graduate. he, he graduated. <laughs> still. Graduated still. And even mm-hmm. Whitley, like she, the non-traditional route, she couldn't. Math was not her thing. She did that mm-hmm. fifth year. She didn't figure out what she wanted to do with her life until senior year. She figured it out. Took some additional classes. Got there behind her belt. Got an internship, and boom, she's an art buyer for an executive company straight out yep. of college. Right. So it shows the realness and the diversity of like just the approach to education and intellectualism and how mm-hmm. that's not even one-sided, right? Yeah. Cause you even had the new characters, Charmaine and the, the dude, but then you had Gina, mm-hmm. like who was the, like she was good at French. Cause I think she was, she had French parents or something. They talk about her background, but everything mm-hmm. else, Gina struggled. Like she, yeah. she was, she wasn't, she wasn't no A student. She was right. in that joint passing and like she studied to yeah. get what she needed to get. Mm-hmm. Right. And even Fred, like Freddie wasn't dumb. But they she never just, noted Freddie as like she, but she, because she was in the cloud, she was protesting, she was social justice, yeah. but she did her work. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I love the fact when we can see shows with the range 
of intellectualism yes. and the approach to success and the careers. And I'm just, it was, it's disappointing sometimes that in our black television shows that the, the development that we saw was a regression mm-hmm. in people yeah, and so, not a okay. progression sometimes. So would, would people listening be like, Oh, Josh and Brown, y'all being elitist, y'all being talents and tenth niggas. Cause y'all feel like it was like coonery buffoonery, like for those shows, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, are, are we being? I don't. I don't think so because one of my favorite sitcoms is a different world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a different world, but living single, yes. right? And three of the characters did never acknowledge the fact that they went to school. Mm-hmm. Regine, Overton, and Sinclair. Yep. And it did not take away from me their journey, right? Yep. Overton was said a million times. I knew I wanted to be a handyman from a child. When my dad put a hammer in my hand, that's just, he came to the big city, he got a job, and imagine that, getting a job in a brownstone, free rent, and and here's the gag, though. We see the success of Kyle, but Kyle was entry level. Could he have afforded that big old apartment without Overton probably having very reduced or free rent? Like, let's think, like, he was, Overton was the plug in that situation. (laughs) And the one who wasn't, you know, wasn't college educated. Regine, Mm -hmm. from what we know, didn't go to college, but right. she pursued like that fashion. Like she was a she was a boot she was a buyer for a boutique. Yeah. Before before life kind of shifted, then she was a costumer for a soap opera, and when mm-hmm. that then she navigated into a successful entrepreneur um, yep. life as planning weddings and lavish events. Sinclair yeah. came to the big city because she wanted a chance at the big city life, working for her cousin like many yep. of us do. Now the, now you got a plug. plug. Yep. You get a plug, right? You're a secretary, you, but then on the last episode. She on the like at the end, bro. She's moving to California because she finally got a role in a in a like a paid sitcom. Like yeah, like she she did she did the off off Broadway stuff. Like you saw it. So the, the um, range and, of the of range of people, and even like you said, Martin. Yeah, Gina and Pam, but Gina was the far more successful one. Mm-hmm. Pam figured out her career and ended up doing A and R toward the end. Tommy. Yep. All that we can assume is that he was some executive somewhere. But then mm-hmm. even with Martin, as silly as he was, his career trajectory though. He was in, he somehow landed in radio, mm-hmm. a local show, got a local television show that ended up, you know, doing really well and then had conversations on what it meant to have a national, nationally syndicated show. Right. So yep. I'm not saying that it has to be college or it has to be this yep. or it has to be that. What I am saying is that I love the fact that a lot of these shows show like the reality yep. of how real black humans navigate. But, and even if we go with Kyle and even Maxine, the attorney. Max was a high-powered attorney, but I don't think what we realized was she was an entry-level attorney. She was yeah, junior she was a, partner. She was a, yeah, and wasn't she like, like a, uh, uh, not a parent, what is the thing called? The uh, after, after she got fired, though, she gave yeah. some. She gave a, an a opinion-based advice. She got mm-hmm. fired and then became a, a DA. But yeah. like in that, she also ran for older woman and yep. won. So she was mm-hmm. in the public space. Like we, we see how life, we, and then even with her getting fired, even though it's un- like, I ain't gonna say I was happy about it, but how many times have have in our careers we made a mistake and maybe yeah. got suspended, maybe got written up? You know what I'm saying? Like that we know people who've gotten written up. She yeah. got fired for well, she actually got rehired, and she was like, "No, nah, y'all ain't gonna treat me like that." Knew her worth. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gen Z, right? This is before Gen Z and all that stuff was the thing. Yep. Um, quit, founded, you know, end up getting into some crazy job, got into trouble, defended herself, and pressed mm-hmm. the judge. 
stuff that happens in, that can happen because you get in yeah. front of the right people do the right things that recommend you for jobs gets this job that job leads her to an older woman's position she wins and then you know she continues with life developing in life so i think i know for me and i'm brian you may you can say if you agree or don't like it's not me being elitist i don't i don't yeah. really care your path to success all yeah. I want to see in television in terms of representation is the 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 realness of it all. Even if we yep. look at some of the new shows like Insecure, not technically a sitcom, Issa is textbook example. Nonprofit, yep. hating my job, but finessed that into something amazing. But yep. then on the flip side, your best friend is a is an attorney on that track. Your boyfriend is a pretty much bum, right? Mm-hmm. But then the breakup was, was, was the kick in the tail that he needed. And yep. then boom, but then you got all these other friends navigating their respective lives. Tiffany, um, was Tiffany like a housewife? I, th- I think she ended up being a housewife, yeah. Ended up being a house- but then you got Kelly, who was an accountant. She never yeah. said she was balling, but we did see her as a like a, 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 an accountant doing her yep. thing, like navigating those spaces. So that's the kind of stuff I think I know I can relate to more. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think every show, even with Fresh Prince and Cosby, I would even say they had a certain level of success, but the Cosby way more than Fresh Prince. We saw their kids go through those journeys. Again, Theo, yeah. um, Denise going to school and leaving mm-hmm. school, right? Yeah. Vanessa not really knowing, kind of the low-key wild child of the group. Yeah. Rudy just kind of slowly growing up. And then Sandra with these big dreams meets this guy and they go open a wilderness store. Yeah. Right. And you don't know what they finna do with their life. Right. And then they jump back on, well, you know, I ain't gonna say jump back on track, but they go back to their original dream mm-hmm. of now let's do this doctor thing. But now they're more so I want to be a doctor to help the community versus just in it for the money type situation. Doctor right, lawyer right. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I guess because what happens in, in this current age, you see like a lot of people on social media like acting as if, you know, when people say we wanna see successful representation in our communities they think oh y'all you just think you know y'all own some you know elitist type stuff it's like no it's like there are different paths to success mm-hmm. but what we need more representation of is success right um my wife and kids michael kyle said he barely graduated college not college barely graduated high school and now he owns this successful trucking company it didn't do a day in college right mm-hmm. where his wife was this you know, stockbroker or whatever. And then she ended up getting fired and all that kind of stuff. But there are different ways of success, but I think it's, it's, uh, and I guess we talk about different stereotypes is I think a lot of these shows, not a lot, but a good portion of these shows showed us different ways of achieving success and whatever success looks like. And that's the representation I feel like our community needed. Um, and not just some random, you know, just silly stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that makes sense. And, and 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 you know and just and we can kind of shift from this point a little bit and kind of move forward because I you know I don't want the podcast to go too long stuck with it but I think this is all about the development of these shows yeah. and what it means to black excuse me, parallel that to black life even if you look at songs we haven't talked about let's look at two two seven Mary mm-hmm. Jenkins was a housewife but she often talked about how she went to college and and yeah. she chose that life right yeah. her husband worked for a firm and then eventually got his own construction company yeah. like. You know what I'm saying? Sandra was out here b- with the men, but but <laughs> mm-hmm. she kept a job. Yeah, she was just always a secretary, always this, always that. Rose was in- inherited the whole building and mm-hmm. became uh, a landlord. Then sold that money and was able to live off her wealth. We talk about black wealth. She literally yeah. generated black wealth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? After she realized she couldn't handle it, she sold it, made some money, and she lived. Um, and then you see Pearl, the old mm-hmm. lady 
who's now living check to check, kind of you know navigating, life, but raising a son by her, a grandson by herself. Like right. th- that when I when we say success, that grandson making it to college because Calvin went to college, right? Yeah. That's real. How many folks you know, Brian? Grandma raised mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. straight up. I know plenty yeah. of people. But and the right. fact that that boy, and again, college isn't the only path to success, but we see that trajectory, which could encourage somebody, grandma, or just some young single mother out there that was like, if 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 I can, again, representation, I see myself. Right. So whether my son goes to school or not, if I can raise him, right, to stay mm-hmm. out of trouble and to blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 right, I see that in TV. And even though um, Family Matters and Her- the Winslows were, one of my least favorite shows. Like you got it though. You got the the wife who was working in retail. Yeah. Yep. A police officer, very middle yep. class Chicago very. family. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But they're raising eventually two ch- two children. But then <laughs> think about this: they moved their mother in law in. Yep. They got a sister and her son. Like a very black, black scenario. Y- yes. Everybody lived there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody and the sister in law had a, a, a thriving restaurant at one she, point. She ended up yep opening her own Ra- Rachel's place. Right. Yeah. Uh, entrepreneurship, all these different, and navigating life as a single mom. Like we see all, and then we even see the caretaker role, Carl yeah. and his mom. And what it means for the mom to remarry. Like with so mm-hmm. many different dynamics. And that's what we mean by the different paths and the representation. Yeah. Whether right. you like these shows or not, the it was it was the it was the diversity of yeah. these different families and how they approach life. And you know, what was the show? In was it um Malcolm Jamal Warner and uh what's we call it? They had a show. Um Malcolm and Eddie. Malcolm, I was about to say Ed and Eddie, that's good, that's Cartoon Network. <laughs> Malcolm and Eddie, yes, like even them, like running the bar and all that different kinds of stuff, like every, like the girlfriends, mm-hmm. yep. range, you know, that yep. was the late 2000, going into the 2000, but you got an attorney, you got a forever student, you got a real estate agent, and you got the girl on the come up, right? So many different paths, and yep. Maya becomes a, a well-renowned authoress. Right in her words, <laughs> in her words, right. But she, but she, but they, she was the girl that was look. Well, Tony was looking down on at one point. Yep. Right, uh, and Tony gets into a situation where she becomes poor and broke. Right, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So, and then Lynn becomes a freaking, freaking superstar. This big, right. you know, indie rap. Whatever kind of lens, you know, you know, you know, the, the lens spin. <laughs> you know, but but again, I think it's not us saying that there is one path. I think what me and Brian. Yes. Want to convey was that as these shows progress, I think the beauty in them was that they showed us diversity of blackness. Yes. It showed us the many paths to success. It showed us how, you know, I could look at any show and mm-hmm. if I didn't see myself, I can at least see my grandma. I saw yeah. my auntie. I saw my family. I saw my friends. And I think it was to me as I get older, it is a slap in the face when you reflect on Waldo. Yeah, you reflect on Junior Kyle. You reflect right. on how they really shifted the narrative with Unviv. I get that they had their personal issues, but why couldn't Unviv stay the like? Why couldn't she still be yeah. Unviv? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Why did I, that have to change? Question: Would Will had been more successful with the original Unviv? You mean as a his character? I, his character, because what the, what was the, the development of Will Smith? Yeah, it was really Vivian. She was the one in his butt. Um, and his development, you know what was his development on the show? Yeah, he yeah, went by, to school. He, the last he went to episode, school. The last yeah, episode, he, he everybody did, he moved had to nothing, New York. Did nothing. Well, everybody moved to the East Coast. <laughs> uh-huh. And he was literally still trying to figure life out. 
Yeah. I mean, and I'm talking about when I say figured out, because we always figure out life. I just podcast about. He was legit like, I don't know what I'm finna do. Like, I don't know where I'm gonna live. I don't, I don't know, know what, what job I'm like all that yeah. stuff. I'm gonna live on campus because clearly I ain't got nowhere else to go. He wasn't he didn't get married, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't go down that path. So yeah, and I, so I to your point, yeah, I think in a in a in an ideal world, even if the original Unviv still exited, but her character remained intact, yeah. I, I I would love to have seen that family dynamic. I would love to have seen the Belair we have today mm-hmm. continue to be what it was back then, but still com- like with 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 this comedy. Yeah. Because what we have today is just a pure drama. Right? Yeah. But that that framework, though, of what we mm-hmm. have today in terms of like the family and pushing their kids and, you know, success, but still being kind of in tune to their needs and blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. I remember those episodes where um, Uncle Phil had to sit with Carlton. Yeah. And let him know, like, I'm not... I don't love Will more. He like he don't have a daddy. Like right. he, he needs me in ways you don't need me. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so and I remember, but those conversations kind of ceased After in a sense, three. right? Yeah. You know, uh, outside of when Will's bi- biological father popped right. up. You know, we had that yeah. moment, but and then the the couple of times he gave me advice around like Lisa when he was thinking about getting married, but like, yeah, it was it was it was, I don't know. Anyway. I know we probably can keep going on because representation yep. is a thing. And you know that, you know, that's my bread and butter. We talked about the negative stereotypes. We talked about all the stuff we, we had in the notes. So let's go mm-hmm. on, let's go on over to something a little bit more lighthearted. And yep. that is the fact that the 90s sitcoms and even early 2000s had, had something that we do definitely don't have today. Yeah. And those that? are theme songs. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. Overview of just how theme songs impacted shows, but also. Give me your top three. Top three oh. things. <laughs> uh, well, it, 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 impact, it impacts the show. Like, clearly, because okay. it gets you ready for the show. Mm-hmm. It gets you ready for the show. Like, you know when it's coming on, it's coming on. Uh, and think about back before we had, like, recorded TV. When you heard the theme song, come on, nigga, get your whatever you're doing. And yep. come in here because you're going to miss the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Ain't no rewind. It's just not one. <laughs> so, of course, you know, the Jeffersons is, you know. Moving on up. Moving on up. Like, that's a classic. Um, good times. Keeping your head above water. <laughs> Making a way when you can. Temporary, Temporary layoffs. <laughs> good times. Uh, easy credit ripoffs. Um, Scratching and surviving. And, and then the other thing is hanging in the child line. Hang, we mm-hmm. don't know. What, right. Uh, Ain't so, we lucky we got them. Bump, 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 bump. Good that's time. <laughs> um, what's another one? I really like, um, oof, there's so many to choose from. Moesha had a good theme song, and it was her singing her own theme song, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Love in uh, the morning, new day is coming, it's me. It's me. It's going to mind. Got me down, come on. Got to do what I got. Did Babyface write that, too? Family Matters had a solid one, you know. It was a decent theme song. One more, I don't know. It's... No, I'm not gonna say Fresh Prince. I'm gonna say I'm Fresh Prince had had one of the the one of the most iconic, yes, iconic things. So I'm gonna say Jeffersons, Good Times, Fresh Prince, top three, like favorite theme songs. Okay, what about you? Um, Fresh Prince was definitely I won't say it, but it's iconic. I'm gonna go with Different World, Aretha Franklin. Mm. Oh, for like four seasons straight because that first season was I don't know who that was. And yeah. then last season was, was it Boys to Men or something like that? Yeah, I um, think so. Last two seasons. But yeah, Rita Franklin, just iconic. I mean, she sang that thing like. She did. She sang a like, theme song. Like, like she her, was. Her parents didn't love her. Bro. Like, 
Like she was struggling in the car. You can do shit. Like, I mean, like, girl. This is a team. This is just remember. Like, I mean, just remember what you've been told. I mean, it was preachy. It's churchy. It's and it's so good. And it comes yes. in strong. I know my parents. Like it's so so. Debbie good. Allen. We need flowers. Flowers. I mean, because everything that, she did that show elevated literally. That's <laughs> black women always out here saving the day. Um, mm-hmm. So a different world. Um, living single is just is another oh. one that's kind of it's not as iconic as, like like as, as as uh, Fresh Prince, but if you like TV, you probably can. Um, you know, living single. Yeah, and the girl dancing in the background, like it's just it's so you know it's yeah. so good. And then so as a to round it out, Brian, you're right with so many good ones. You don't like Angie Stone, but girlfriends I, was <laughs> girlfriends is iconic. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna go churchy. Okay. I'ma go amen. A- right on that light from heaven, Lord. Shine on me. It's so, it's so good. Vanessa Bell Armstrong is singing. Like she in full, like she on Sunday it's morning. Good. It is it's good. so good. It's like so good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think we talked about this either offline or something. Like she's at the height of her career. Like she mm-hmm. like that was peak Vanessa yeah. Bell Armstrong. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. And if you watched Amen, and then she does like this growl thing in the mm-hmm. middle of it's just like, and that's the thing. These people sang these things. Like Brandy, even in her youth, she sang that mo to the e to the, like she was yeah. sitting up in her room. Like she still, they still gave it. They're like, yep. they didn't like, you know what I'm saying? Queen Latifah was at the when first when Living Single started, was at the height of her rap career. Yep. She like it's, it's a solid verse. Keep your head up. Mm-hmm. What? Keep your head up. That's right. That's you know, right. Like, life gets tough. You gotta fight. Gotta with, fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, Left, true right, blue tight right. like glue like that people yeah. know that like you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah, it's, it's, it, my top I, it's dope like that the fact that like you know Will Smith did his theme song mm-hmm. Queen Latifah did her theme song Moesha did her theme song oh honorable mention Jamie Foxx here I oh, come here did his I theme come song. here I go tonight tonight you get on my flow I'm gonna get started. You know what to do. I'm gonna make you laugh if you, if want, you want me to. to. Yeah, it's so good. Here you go, Jamie Fox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah the theme songs have a have a, a a place in our heart, and I wish that we would bring them back. Yes, yes. But Cosby Show changed theirs often. It was always instrumental. Um, yeah, and then Martin was kind of instrumental too. I mean, you yeah. got the Martin. So like they were memorable, guess but they know who, they don't hit. Guess who, guess who they didn't yeah. hit. Um, okay, so that's good. That was fun. Um, I'm gonna ask you this, and then yeah. well, I'm gonna ask you a more serious question. Then I'm gonna round out with our favorite. Then we can go go ahead into the show. Do you ever think we're gonna get an era of black sitcoms like we had? Not necessarily the same quality, because that's a yeah. high bar. But just like where we see, we're on ABC. And we got back. Because right now, all we really got, like we said, The Neighbor, which we don't, me and you don't watch. Abbott mm. Elementary is taking in my brain oh, a black sitcom. It's a good one. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's a black sitcom. And that's it. For real. Uh, I mean, and then a couple of Netflix, you got like the Upshaws on Netflix. Yeah. You had Family Reunion that was a kind of kid film. My, my children loved Family Reunion with Loretta Devine. Them. They love that joint. Um, but we, don't, we only got like maybe two or three. So do you ever think that there's going to be an era where you can turn on Fox, ABC, CBS we on, and just we see them back to back. No, I don't. I don't. Maybe 
And not the like success. the powers, because just so y'all can be clear, we're not talking about power. No, and no, no. All that other stuff. We got, I think we're going to always have those type of shows. But I'm talking about sitcom. Sitcom, network television. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Because Abbott Elementary is doing so well that there's hope. Because, you know, most TV shows, most stations are copycat. Mm-hmm. We want an Abbott Elementary for us, right? So, you know, ABC, ABC has theirs. So I think they're on ABC. So yes. is Fox going to try to get their black sitcom? <clears throat> is this going to try to get their black kids? NBC. Um, there have been some that have come out that just aren't good. Um, another hope is that those of us who grew up on black sitcoms are now writing black sitcoms. Mm, mm-hmm. So, you know, and then Quinta doing so great on her sitcom that now she can, you know, yeah, pitch give us other sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, then yeah. Issa can pitch sitcoms and, you know, we're in spaces to where like people have opportunities now to like do stuff. Um, and let's pause rap-ish. right there. Is, is rapish? Uh, I don't. I won't consider them sitcoms. Okay. I feel like they're just thirty minute like serial shows. Yeah, but I'm. A, I'm gonna pause right there though, Issa. Since yeah. you won't give us nothing more than thirty minutes anyway, right? You might as well get in the sitcom game. Might Come as well. on the network television and yeah. give us one for the culture. Just yeah. give us one. Yeah, I think the last one that was somewhat was like Carmichael show was a sitcom. Carmichael, the idea, and that was more textbook sitcom than anything. Yeah, and then Lorel tried to do audience, that jump flop. Lorel was just bad. Yeah, that was um, just bad. And the good thing about Carmichael show, it he decided to end that. Yeah, they didn't it end was, it. That joint was. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It and he had a great cast. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. And so um, I feel like it's possible, but you're, it's going to take just like we had that renaissance of black dramatic shows on TV mm-hmm. when you got to have to bring in some stars to kind of make some of these shows what they are. And unless you unless you have the gym like a Quinta. And I'm gonna say this. Hmm. We Tyler Perry got about two, three shows out there. And I'm talking about like sitcoms. Um Meet the Browns and House of Pain and it might not be our cup of tea, but he, yeah, but he's he does. out there putting black content You're right. out. You're right. And I'm not, and again, that's separate from sisters and stuff like that. Those are like the more dramedy, drama or whatever. Oh yeah, House like, of he got some, like Yeah, he got that. He got that stuff. So yeah, right. Um, but I'm talking about network television. I feel, I really feel like I, Brian. I think you're in onto something. I feel like Kenya might have to give us another one. Yep. Um, uh, Issa and Quinta, Quinta pitch something else. Issa get into one of those bags. I think if if them three alone can get on a network. I think that's a, that's a, that'll be a solid lineup right yeah. there of just three. Four I feel shows like there's just, so much there's so much going on now where we, we can you can adapt. Oh yeah. comedy to what's going on right now. Oh yeah, and in this world of revivals, like Sex and I just heard Sex in the City is coming back again. Yeah, yeah. Living single can come back. Everybody's yeah. still alive. Mm-hmm. Right. I think Queen Latifah's busy doing the Equalizer yeah. and stuff. But like, I legit feel like we can kind of see them grown like now they're in their 40s 50s now because we don't really have that perspective for like our like who do our parents now see on tv that represents them you know what i'm saying and yeah and i really feel like navigating that life you know what does that life look like or even if he they gave us something like a best man final chapters give us like a 10 10 episodes something let us see where they at you you, you know and 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 that could be even just all the black sitcoms. Oh yeah. Everybody give us one, two episodes, maybe I don't even need seasons, but give us one episode, two episodes. 
Because I'm gonna need more what, than two, Brian. I need like best it depends man on chapter. the show. I need ten. So you need ten for sister sister. I didn't need sister sister. <laughs> Where, where's Roger? Out here dating children. Where did T and Tamir end up after uh, graduating from? Uh, Rogers out here dating children. Right. Is what Rogers doing. Uh, what um, else out there? Um, uh, yeah, so Moesha. you're right. I don't know that. I don't know that we need ten, but so so let me let me let me give you this. I mm-hmm. say either give us a mini series like Best Man Chapters or give mm-hmm. us a movie. Yeah, like an hour and a half. Yeah, because so like you said, if it's two episodes, that's about an hour, you know, about an hour. So if you add, you know, you can round out some things. Where are they now? What's going on? And what could be dope is that kind of like a million little things. How we saw mm-hmm. at the end, it was four new friends with the yeah. children. Like yeah. maybe that's a show. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. And if it ain't good, like you know, it then it ain't good. But yeah, because you know how many people they tried all- out. Yeah, they don't the make white it. shows do it all the time. Like. Boy Meets World, they got the little the kids, Fuller House, like other mm-hmm. the white shows, they do the the mm-hmm. spinoff. And Raven's Home is actually really successful. The kids yeah. love Raven's Home. So, so technically that's black. Technically that's black. It is black. It is black. But I guess what I'm saying is that they were a black show that did the kids, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. still have the original characters out outside of Orlando Brown. Very much so, very much so involved. In the new version, so because at the end, um, Regine got married. So mm-hmm. what does that even look like? Khadijah right. hooked back up with Scooter. She was super high profile. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure flavors like freaking essence or something now, right? Right. Um, Kyle and what's we call it? Try to get that, and they had a baby, right? Did Overton and Sinclair have children after they moved to you know right. California? Did they come back to yeah, New York? Like, are they together? Are they together? That'd be you something know, if they the broke up, wouldn't it? If they broke up. That would be something. And Kyle and Maxine were the one that end up going for the forever. <laughs> that would be something. That would be so. But that, but that's a show. I re, and if not a show, I feel like a movie. And we and we said this before. We need we need now. We just need homecoming for a different world. We need we, it we, we, now. We do need homecoming. Bring we them do. to homecoming with homecoming. their children, with their kids, and all that different kind of stuff. And it's a different world. Except for called a different world, my nigga. Like you can revamp a different world. It's a different world now. Like the different the world that they lived in. Yes. When they were in college, it's the same it's world. So it's different. also different. And bring and center it back around HBO. And don't make it like homecoming, like no. American Home. Make no, no. it like make it like what a different world was, but today HBCU. And yeah. here's the thing. I know DC Young Fly is mourning, but I don't want to see that nigga in a re- in a reboot of a different no. world. Like, you know, no. I don't want them kind of give me give me people like Jesse T. Usher, give yeah. me um Coco Jones. Give me um let's cast this thing real quick, Rob. Okay. I'm taking all right. <laughs> let's do this live. And then we'll so, do top five. So Jasmine. So okay, so so and then we'll do top five. Let's let's write them out. We got okay. um we got Dwayne. Which so, so we're doing it kids Liz, or how, how are we doing this? Let's just say if it can be their kid, let's just say they are they are comparable parts. So they did a similar character. Okay. Right. So we got Dwayne Whitley, we got Kim. We got Freddie. Mm-hmm. We got Ron. We got Jaleesa. We got the Colonel. Right? Um, Mr. Mm-hmm. Gaines, gone to glory. <laughs> um, I love Mr. Gaines. He was, he was, his comedic timing sometimes was amazing. Um, do we want to do Sinbad's character? Sure. We the, the he was on there for a while. Be... He was on there for he was on there for a while. Sinbad. Let's do one dean, because they had like several deans. So let's just do a dean. I already. She was already a dean, but she can come back and reprise her role, and that is Jennifer mm-hmm. Lewis. 
Um, <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. Jennifer Lewis is undefeated. Um, oh yeah, put her in anything. It works. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to who else was like a like a consistent. And then we can go if we go to new school characters. We had um, Jada Pinkett's character was um, what was her name? I don't remember. That was just Jada Pinkett. Charmaine Brown. She went. Mm. She left. She left. She was stayed in the universe. Um, Gina, that friend, and then it was the um, Dorian, the preacher guy, and then his friend with the hat. I can't remember his mm-hmm. name either. All right, so them the them the four that's least important, but they were in them last two seasons. All right, Dwayne, yep. who you got? So Dwayne Wayne, if we're doing just a like a reboot, but they're mm-hmm. keeping them kind of same age, same age, and, and same. mind you, they was already. 30 playing 20 some year olds. So, so we gotta think can, about young characters, like young actors. People who look now. at least and or at least look young that can do it. So I'm looking I'm still gonna do dark skinned young man. Okay. Let's rock with um I what's think the I black kid. Who? Say it first. I was say the black kid from Stranger Things. Oh, I thought you were gonna go with Damson. <laughs> oh, so we're so we're doing that age? Okay, so I mean because that, I mean I feel what, I feel like he could he could play yeah. With a junior in college, yeah. If we're doing, if we're doing, we're going that level. That okay, d- yeah. Damson would be a great uh, uh, Dwayne. Okay, yeah. I, th- I I don't want you to change it. I thought this no, no. was going. With. I was thinking like younger, like okay. But I was thinking more like acting. But in terms of like, I didn't. I can see Damson. I can. And I can see Damson in a in a, com- in a comedic role. I think he would be great okay. in a comedic role. Yeah, because oh, in Swarm, he wasn't funny, but like he was, he was different. Yeah. Um, Whitley. Light skinned girl. And let's do this. They ain't even got to match the dark skin, light skin stuff. Because just get in again because the reboot Hillary and Coco look nothing alike. So that's good. Yeah. Um, I would actually go Coco. I would. I might go Coco for Whitley. I think she. I think she, she can, can carry. Give her she stuff can pick it off. Yeah, she can carry it. I think Coco. I would have said Yara, but I don't know that Yara could pull a convincing Southern. Stuck up bail. I don't know. Nah, no. You know? I, I I don't think Yara has a lot of range. I love the girl to death. That too. You I know who could? Who? Halle Bailey. I was, I was about to say because that. I she, said she was she was real kind of in your face and and grownish. So mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of you know it girl. She could. Yeah. I think she could do it. Anybody else in brain before we before we mark her down? No, nah, nah, I think. Yeah, Chloe and Holly have to be there somewhere. One of them. Okay. Yeah. So let's do Holly for Whitney. Kim. Kim is the doctor. Mm-hmm. But smart, roundaway girl from Ohio. <clears throat> she was one who came to college and wilded out the first freshman year. <laughs> mm-hmm. She always got pregnant. She <laughs> Kim had a lot going on. <laughs> she got right, right on the track. Um, she got right on the track though. She got on. Track she did. Came a doctor. Uh, Kim. Who is an actress that can play Kim? Younger actress playing Kim. Who's you know, okay. I think Marseille has more Ooh, range. Because Marseille is real is 18, 19 right now. Yeah, Marseille can she can play the wild girl turned intelligent. Not intelligent. I'm not gonna say you're not wild Ooh. intelligent. I'm gonna say that. But no, wild, wild girl turned like get back, get get back focused. Yeah. Yeah. I think Marseille can Brian, that. that is perfect. <laughs> Mar- I think Marseille can do that. Yes, that is so perfect. Freddie Brooks. Freddie, who is a person? If we say Chloe and Halle, I say Chloe beats Freddie. She already got yeah. locks. I feel yeah. and I feel like I feel like she could give us hippie 
Hippie vibes, yeah. I feel like she could. I'm trying to think in some of the um, some of the other shows that's out there. Um, or actors and singers who probably could. Act. The, I know that young girl from uh, The Shy could probably give us good Freddie. The one that uh, oh, from the first season one who left? No, nah, no, nah, the the young girl who got pregnant. Sister, uh, what's to do with the locks? Oh, oh, the young young girl. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I feel like she had the acting range to give us. And she was already a social justice girl in that show. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Like I, that. I can't think of her name. I can think of her I, name. I'm gonna put the shot. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's somebody else though. <laughs> yeah. That I'm just not thinking about. Because she's like, I feel like she's way younger than even Marseille. Probably. What about no, 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 she, no she's she's an adult. She's an adult. Like, okay. She's, okay. I think she's like 20 something. What about one of the girls from um, Ghost Power Book 2? Oh. You think the, they can fit somewhere? Oh, yeah. It, they can fit. Let me see here. So I feel like if, if, we, if we move Hallie out of Whitley, um, Lauren. Lauren. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like Effie, she could play the Jada Pinkus character kind of like that. Oh, yes, Brian. <laughs> um, and what's yeah. the sister? Uh, what's her yeah. name? Her character name? Diana. Yeah. Where does Diana go? Diana's just there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where Diana fits. Um, Ron Johnson. If he wasn't so old, mm-hmm. um, what was Lauren's friend name in Insecure? The light-skinned dude he went to go stay with after oh, him and Issa. Yes. If he wasn't yes. so old. <laughs> but that is the perfect dude. <laughs> perfect Ron. He, that, that character was literally Ron. That's like, Ron. Yes. That's Ron. That's Ron grown up, for sure. Yeah. Maybe he's a master student. And he's maybe, wrong. maybe I don't know his name, but I can't think about it more perfect. Um, Jalisa, Jalisa, the older came to person. School, I think she was like 25, 26 when she first came. It's about three, four years older than them. Already been married. Mm-mm-mm. They don't have to be young. They could be a decent age. They could be. A but decent they have to look age. like they. Yeah, they have to look because Jalisa did look older than, even though she was around the same age as them. She did yeah. look older than them. Non-traditional um, student. Non-traditional student. But lived on campus and everything. Like, um, who's out there? I'm just here. I'm just here to get my degree. <laughs> I'm trying to think of actresses that could I don't I don't know too many actresses. I know. I know. At least not by name anyway. Mm-mm. We'll come back to Jalisa. Yeah. Colonel Taylor. Older that guy. Old. Older dude. Older dude. Math teacher, professor. Hmm. Oh, you know who would have been good? God rest his soul. Who? Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> I could see him playing it like the kind of strict archetype, but then having yeah. like comedic moments. Cause Colonel Taylor really wasn't funny. But he nah. did, but he was like the he was like the dad. And I feel like I feel like Chadwick could pull could have pulled that off. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. He a little bit younger, but I think he can do it. Um, what's my boy from Atlanta and played alongside Issa in the photograph? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about though. Ah, Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. that's my Colonel Taylor. That's my <laughs> modern day Colonel Taylor. <laughs> that's my modern day Colonel Taylor right there. Unless you got somebody you can think of, I feel like nah. he, I feel like he would body that. And I nah. feel like his Colonel Taylor would be a little bit. He may not be necessarily military, but I feel like just that standout professor, consistent yeah. professor. I feel like he could. I feel like he could do that, especially because here's the thing about Colonel Taylor that's was significant. He was a math professor, and mm-hmm. I feel like Lakeith Stanfield could give me very much 
calculus yeah. teacher vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Gaines. <sighs> Mr. Gaines. I feel like Mr. Gaines, uh, a recreation of Mr. Gaines could be man or woman. Yeah. That could be uh, Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer Lewis. And Jennifer Lewis, I'm almost <laughs> thinking her or Loretta Devine even. Loretta Devine yeah. in charge of the kitchen, Reverend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I think it could be, I, I'll, re, I'll recast it as a woman who's, who's hilarious. Okay. So which one would you rather have, Jennifer Lewis or Loretta Devine? I kind of like to have Monique. You want Monique? <laughs> yes. Monique as like the, oh, I ain't mad at that. I am not mad at that. I ain't even think about it. She wouldn't come to my, because oh, Monique would also be a good dean too. Like Lois and Keys, oh. a modern dean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dean of students. Yeah. Oh, I feel like she could sit in a few spaces. I feel like Monique, her range is, is so good. Like It's so good. She, she can be in the cafeteria telling about people complaining about the food. She like, mm-hmm. y'all going to eat this. You know. <laughs> and they still give you a good word. Uh-huh. You know. Yep. She called y'all sweet babies every time you come in there. It's mm-hmm. ooh. Right. Yeah, so okay. I guess are we, we're not using Monique as Mr. Gaines. Where will we use her at? I mean, as, I, I like her as Mrs. Gaines. Okay. <laughs> if, that's, if that's where she is. That works. I'm not mad at that at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Desimbad, another relevant teacher slash. But he was also a grad student. So he was coach mm-hmm. slash grad student, which is very HBCU. Very <laughs> HBCU. <laughs> We're not going to pay this nigga nothing because he's in school. We paying for school. Right. Um, so again, kind of like a Jaleesa, older character, grad uh, school student. Is Deion Cole too old? I feel like Deion Cole is too old. I too feel like old. Deion Cole, he almost was the, he was the professor in Grownish, even though that was a yeah. weird crossover. So we need like um, a younger, funny person. Goofy, silly if if he had more range, I'm on, I'm not casting him. But if he had more mm-hmm. range, I could see Michael B. Jordan as the coach, like coach grad student. Yeah, because he's like yeah. you, he's visibly older than all these other people, mm-hmm. but still young enough where you believe he's getting a master's degree, doctor. Yeah, he so he will fit and, on the college campus. and athletic enough to where he looks like somebody's coach, right? Yeah. But you know how I feel about Michael B. Jordan behind a camera. Yeah, in front of a camera uh, rather. <laughs> Yeah, I don't comedy. I don't. I don't see. That. I feel I like Jesse gonna, T. Usher should be in this school somewhere. Jesse, uh, yeah. So yeah, maybe so he's Jesse, the, like the Dorian or one of the Dorian's friend. One of them two. Maybe he's yeah, one. He's part of that group. Like you can you can put him anywhere. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go Jesse T. Usher's Dorian. I'm gonna throw him over there. I feel like he can give us church boy because he was very he was very tight brow in the Shaft mm-hmm. remake. Like when the, before he started dealing with his dad, yeah. mm-hmm. he was very nerdy, very you know. So yep. I feel like he could pull that off. What could uh, Jacob Lattimore give us? Ooh, I feel now, he has that's to- Ron. That's a young Ron. <laughs> that's him, Brian. There Jacob it is. Lattimore. There Jacob it Lattimore. is. There it freaking is. We just need to think a little bit. There it is. Like Jacob Lattimore can give us something. Yeah. Ooh, there it is. That's definitely yes. That's 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 young run. That's him. Yeah. Oh my god, that's him. <laughs> yes, because he is a total f boy in the show. He's finally getting his life together. But right. yes, that's him. Yeah. And you know how Ron was like peddling stuff. Jacob selling sneak like modern day selling sneakers yeah. on camera. He's a sneaker. He's a sneaker plug up. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Another perfect could be a show. A different world. Twenty twenty two. Three could be a show. So we only missing Jaleesa. We missing a Dean, Charmaine, and the guy with the hat. If we are talking about younger. Younger people. Of course, we got some reoccurring folk like Freddie's uh, Shazza, you know, and stuff like that. But like, mm-hmm. we ain't got to go that deep. We don't want to. Charmaine. Charmaine, loud, you know, the perfect little girl, kind of 
but still around the way because she came from what Brooklyn too. Which because she, you know, mm. let's look up some black. You know what would have been interesting? Just as a mm. side note, if um, Erica Alexander's character from the Cosby's went to heal me with them, she should be the dean. There we go, Brian. You on it? If, I'm if loving we're, it. If we're, if we're rebooting this thing. Erica Alexander. <sighs> Does Kiki Palmer give us anything? Is Kiki Palmer in the show? Kiki at all? Palmer is Jaleesa. I think she's a different version of her. Just had a baby. Just Perfect. had a baby. You know what I'm saying? She is like Kiki Palmer looks really young still, but she's very much older. She may not be older than in actual age, these characters, but in mm -hmm. terms of like her time in the business and stuff, I feel like she presents a little bit older. So I feel like yep. she, you're a non-traditional student who's talking crazy. Like, oh my God. Yes. Kiki. Kiki yep. freaking Palmer. All right, well, Sinbad, Charmaine, and Gina. Kiki Palmer could be Gina too, because Gina was the loud. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to. I'm joining. I'm joining. She told him, I'm joining sorority because you know the uh, the Alpha Rose. Y'all got the best parties, and like it was that was Gina. <laughs> I remember that episode. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like her, Jaleesa. Okay, so Sinbad. Let's just cast Sinbad. The rest of them don't matter as much. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. So okay. Tyler James Williams could be funny. That's the dude that actually he's you know who, he's uh currently on Abbott. He's currently on Abbott. Everybody hates Chris. Okay, and he could be a a, a good Sinbad. I, I can see him on the show. Do do you watch Grand Crew? I've seen. I've given that at least a season of episodes. Okay, Aaron Jennings, the guy Which, who plays like the um, I think he's an accountant. The 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 heavy set dark skinned guy lives with him. They're roommates. Okay. I feel like he could pull off grad student because Sinbad wanted nobody shape. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, no, no, and no. this guy ain't like out of shape, but he ain't like you know what I'm saying. I feel like yeah, he, he could be. I happy. feel like he could do it. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. All right. We have our cast. So just as a rapper, I know this took us a while, y'all, and I hopefully y'all was thinking of y'all while we were going through this. So Dwayne, we got. Damson Idris, Whitley, we got uh, her, we don't know her real name, but Lauren from Power and or Halle Bailey. Mm -hmm. Kim, we got Marseille Martin. Freddie, we got um, Girl with the Afro from The Shy. Um, Ron, we got Jacob Lattimore. Yes. Jaleesa, we got Kiki Palmer. Um, Connor Taylor, or you know, in that character, we got Lakeith Stanfield. Mrs. Gaines is Monique. Mm -hmm. Sinbad is Aaron Jennings. The Dean. Um, because that changed Erica Alexander. We got Jada Pinkett character as Effie, and we got Dorian as Jesse Usher and Charmaine Gina and Homeboy with the Hat. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his character's name for nothing. This where it's gonna bother me. All right, yeah. last but not least. Okay. Real quick, rapid fire, no thinking. First mm -hmm. things come to your brain. Top five sitcoms, Brian's top five sitcoms of all time. Go. Rapid fire. Uh yep. Wayne's brothers. Go. Come on, Brian. You thinking? Just say them. Fresh Prince, Martin, uh, Good Times, Living Single. All right, Living Single, Different World, Martin, Good Times, Fresh Prince. Round it out. Five. Boom. There it is. All right. Yeah. Thank y'all for sticking around for this living room. We hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, Brian, let's get into some pockets of joy so we can end this over two hour almost yeah. podcast <laughs> episode. All right. Let's get into it. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. Couldn't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking around for this longer than usual episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. But it's okay. You know, the more 
just more to love, right? Uh, so this is the segment we get to where we talk about pockets of joy, which means we talk about things that we're going to do to intentionally bring us joy, either currently doing or planning on doing as a regiment. So Josh, what are you doing that's going to bring you uh, joy? I know we talked about it earlier, but I'm going to, while I'm in LA, even if I don't like get to be on the beach, I'm going to try to go to the beach. Yeah. And even if that means like working with my toes in the sand or something mm. like that, you know what I'm saying? I'm going yeah. to, I ain't going to be that close to a beach and not enjoy one. So I'm going to find some real quiet time to kind of reflect and write and work and just have self-care um, with God's artistry. What about you? Yeah. How about you, bro? Yeah. Uh, Pockets of Joy this week Again, what's today's day? Uh, my birthday is this weekend, so I'm gonna, you know, not be a, a grumpy person. I'm gonna celebrate in some way. Uh, this weekend, probably take not Lauren. Told to take Brooklyn to go see um, go to see the new Spider-Man movie. Mm. Uh, we just watched the so most, good. I heard so good. I heard. And we just watched Hanger at the end, though. I'll just I'll tell you that. Okay, I mean, we watched the most recent. We watched the last one. Like recently, like last night or something like that. So mm-hmm. Brooklyn can got it, get it. Um, do a lot of more movies. Brooklyn loves movies. So I'm going to watch more movies with her uh, and continue to go to the gym. I've been losing weight. I love seeing that that uh, that scale. You know, I think I'm down like eight pounds. So that's what's up. Mm-hmm. I got about mm-hmm. 14 more to go that I really want to get to. And then I could probably do some more toning and whatnot. So I can, I want to be s- slim and then hopefully shred or whatever y'all call it. Yeah. You know, tone. <laughs> But I'd rather lose the weight first than try to, you know, I don't want to get same weight and be all buff. I don't, I don't want to do that. I just want to be skinny. No, I hear you. I hear you. I love that. I love to see it. And I can't wait to um, to get side by side with you and work out again. That's going to be <laughs> so fun and so good. All right, bro. Did um, somebody write in to us with a letter? Yes. Uh, we do have a letter. All right. Going over to the P.O. box, y'all. All righty. All right, good people, we're at the post office box, and this is the part of the show where you can be a part as well. All you have to do is write in to ask the jigsaw, that is A-S-K, the jigsaw at gmail.com, and we will do a few things. We will read your letter out loud if we like it. We're going yeah. to give you a pseudonym. Why? Because we respect your pronouns and your privacy. Then we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So, with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? Uh, pronouns. Uh, and let's go back to go forward. <clears throat> we are in Pride Month. So, you know, taking advantage and making sure people understand what pronouns you are using or they are using, being sensitive to pronouns, might as well start doing Pride Month, right? If you aren't already doing it. Yep. So, just want to give you a quick heads up on that. Uh, so, pronouns, she, her. Um, Reby Jackson. Reby Jackson. <laughs> yep. The oldest Jackson. The oldest Jackson. The oldest Jackson. <laughs> Reby writes first. I love the show, and you two are the coolest. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thanks for the weekly laughs and insight. So, my boyfriend is going on a guy's trip, and I'm usually good with stuff like this. Like we both take our individual trips with no issues. However, one of his homies is recently divorced due to infidelity. My God. Uh, his ex-wife cheated. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, wonderful. Uh, you know. <laughs> That's <a> wonderful. <laughs> right. Go ahead, right. There, there have been jokes about how he is going to wild out. While I trust my man, I'm not sure what type of environment he's going to walk into. Like, is he going to be down for the crazy stuff? What is the crazy stuff? 
I don't want this trip to be a possible end to a three-year relationship that has talks of marriage, etc. I might be overthinking all of this. I talk to my girls and they only validate my concerns, of course. Uh, as men, what do you honestly think? Like, not to not a protect my boy perspective, but your honest opinion. I'm going to read that again. As men, what do you honestly think? Like, not a protect my boy perspective, but your honest thoughts. Love y'all. Thanks. Ruby Jackson. Least First off, of the Jacksons. get out your head. Right. If this man has never given you the reason to believe that he would cheat or to be unfaithful, being on other guys' trips, right? This this recent divorce don't make this different. Right. This was likely no different than when that same friend, depending on how long they've been friends, got married yep. and they had a bachelor's party if they had one. Mm-hmm. Right. It's no different than some of the other maybe single friends in the group who are always likely wilding out out yep. of town. Right. Yep. So just because this man wants to be like, you know what? I'm gonna put my dick on the table because yeah. I was faithful and my wife wasn't. I'm finna wild out and get mine. Yeah. Like that's his choice. Yeah. That does not mean that your homeboy is gonna be caught up in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing it could mean is that he's gonna be around it, right? And he's probably yeah. gonna be um making sure his friend is protected and accountable, like you know, st- stuff like that. Right. God forbid something happened with Brian. Right. And we mm-hmm. were out and he was like, I'm about to wild out. The only thing I want to know is, brother, when you just send me your location. <laughs> Turn, that's, that's all I need, because I don't, yeah. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I, I, I want to make sure at the end of all of this that you're good. You're safe. Yeah. Right. That's all. Um, and just by virtue of being humans, when you're out of town, sure, you can be in your own city. If you look, yep. if you're attractive. Hell, if you're not attractive, right. somebody think you're attractive. You're mm-hmm. going to get flirted with. You might get hit on. It is how you respond. If that man has been responding in the quote unquote right ways all of this time, I don't think that there's any reason for you to be concerned about right. him going on this guy's trip. Let this man have fun. And if it just helps you, have an honest conversation with him. But don't be like randomly FaceTiming him at like 9 p.m. and then do it again at 10 15 and stalking his stories and like you know what I'm saying like y'all Instagram friends y'all probably gonna see each other you're gonna see your story anyway you right. likely his close friends anyway like some stuff is just going to happen now if he right. started moving funny on the trip like not posting at all mm-hmm. and he the kind of man that posts all the time yeah like but that kind of stuff, you're not going to know that until the trip occurs. And right. again, if he hasn't done that kind of stuff on previous guys' trips, I don't know why this one circumstance makes it different. Because if I know me in groups like I think I know me in groups, there's always that one friend, whether you've heard mm-hmm. the conversation or not, who is prepared to wild out. Yeah. And that's that, right? And if he hasn't done anything, I'm going to reiterate that, or given you even reason to believe that he would, this is not a good reason, sis, to be going, you know, all up in your brain like that. Chill, right. Chill out. Yep. Uh, don't have too much to add, but yeah, <clears throat> you're, he can get into trouble anywhere. Like Josh said, like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> either you got to do two things, just trust him completely and be like, whatever, uh, protect your peace. If you feel like, you know, you're going on looking at his story and talking the story is going to cause more issues. Don't do that. Um, what happens most kind of like Josh said is oftentimes friends are going to be like, I know my homie's about to wild out. I'm not going to. I'm going to be the mm-hmm. friend that's going to make sure that he's safe through the whole night. So say for instance, me and Josh are going out. Josh is having a bad time. And he said, I'm about to turn up. 
I can't turn up if I'm his friend. I can turn up, but I can't. I can only turn up so much because one of us has to be coherent enough to make mm-hmm. sure we all get back safely. So, um, it's fine in, in most cases. Y'all, are there friend groups that that get wild and do crazy stuff? Sure, but I I think there's less there's less debauchery that you all think that men actually have out here. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes some of these niggas really just in the, in the club or the lounge, just drinking a drink, just watching, probably ain't ever going to say nothing. Women ain't going to come up to the men these days. Like it's not really a thing. Like it, it's not as well. Women will come up to them, but I think, oh, yeah. I mean, but I feel like Brian, I feel like that's where trust comes in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been approached and hit on like right here in Atlanta. I ain't Happens. left with no phone numbers. I ain't left. You know what I'm saying? It's it's my response. I may smile at you, be like, you know what? You know what I'm saying? I might give you a little chuckle or something. I right. ain't gonna hold you. But at the same time, like that conversation, even if it becomes a conversation, ain't leaving that bar. Ain't leaving yeah. that moment. You know what I'm saying? So like, and granted, you girlfriend, how many guys have hit on you? You'd be like, I got a man. Or maybe you even had a brief conversation before you got to, I yep. got a man. Like, you didn't do nothing either, right? Right. Same thing. It's sis. fine. It's fine. You'll be he'll be okay. Yeah. You'll be okay. Yeah. That's All it. right. I hope that helped, Reby. I don't know what else to tell you. I really, I really feel like you're in your head. And if it's something deeper, if he did something recently or something, then you need to examine that. But if all things are constant in terms of trust, Molly Good. Music said let it go. Matter of fact, the song of the week said let it go. <laughs> Jay Moss said let it go. All right. His eyes might have been looking at thighs, but he didn't <laughs> ch- he, he didn't mess up. All right. Let it go. All right, Brian. Let's let get into the um, Great conversation. Great conversation. Let's do it. Let's do it. Bruh, let me talk. Oh, let me talk. All right, puzzle pieces. Thank you for sticking around for the greater conversation. And for those that are new to the broadcast or to the show, this is where we get some things off of our chest, right? Uh, I say it all the time. Tomorrow's not promised. Cuss them out today. So this time we're going to say, Josh, do you have anything to get off your chest? I do. Okay. Beyonce's on tour. Yes. And recently there have been videos surfacing about her firstborn child, Blue Ivy, mm-hmm. performing with her. Yes. There is critique about Blue Ivy not having, you know, enough energy in her moves and blah, 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 blah. Let me just say this. She's 11. Right. She's a child. Yes. I don't know what you really expect. She is also on some of the largest stages in the world. Not the United States, the world. Mm -hmm. And just like many of us who have performed anything publicly, we get better with time. Yep. Right? And I saw the very first video. Mm -hmm. Thought she did a great job then. And I saw the most recent one from Paris. And Woman of God was almost 10 times better. Like, Mm -hmm. she already didn't, like, turn it up a few notches. And I... Don't think that because she was her mama got into her butt or all of a sudden, like, I really believe it's a comfortability thing. Yeah. It don't mean that she ain't any less nervous. Me and Brian have been in space with public speaking and preaching and stuff like that. The first time is probably terrible. Yeah. The most recent time, you're still nervous, but you know what you're doing. You, you know your rhythm. You know your yep. cadence. You know. And once you once you lock in, you lock in. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, and that's what I saw. And I find it so problematic that grown niggas that can't even properly present on a Zoom call. Oh, hello. Are giving critiques to a global Grammy Award winning superstar adolescent <laughs> about how much energy she needs to bring <laughs> to the table. Right. Nigga, you ain't never got a citizenship award from elementary, let right. alone you telling a Grammy Award winning child 
right. how they need to perform alongside her freaking alien superstar of a mother. Right. Are you kidding me? She is going to be exposed and explore things that your dreams can't even dream about. Mm, and you got the nerve to get on the internet and type out comments about an 11-year-old. You 40-year-old pathetic waste of space. Mm, I just want to let y'all know that it is like, I understand the internet gives people free range to say what they want and do what they want. But it is a sad day when we can critique children. Yep. Right, and I get it. Sometimes, like Brian, you got you got a child. How many yeah. times that Brooklyn came to your face and say, "Daddy, watch this," and probably jumped. Terrible. <laughs> Nothing, right? But, you know, but that's children. Yeah, that's children. But this child is actually doing choreographed movement in front of thousands upon thousands of people and doing a pretty darn decent job. And right. the only, in my opinion, the only reason why she probably wasn't as loose is really because she might have been really nervous on the first show. But if you, you see this most recent one, she, I mean, she was, she was like hair flipping. I mean, she, like she, she was fully in it. So all right. it took was a couple of more reps, man. But even beyond that, you act like the girl went out there and like, even if she did do terrible, she's 11. Like right. she's 11 and she performing yeah. beside her mama. Like, right. y'all kind of, this is the church play. Like, bruh, this 100,000 people in, in these audiences. Yes. 80,000. Like, and at 11 years old, she's already far, far better than a other lot of child. Um, stars, we yeah. have superstar parents. Bobby Christina, God rest her soul. Come on, was nobody's Whitney, right? Michael Jordan's entire lineage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's rare that a yeah. child meets their parents, like especially when their parent was huge. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson allegedly had biological children, right? We don't know what Blank and them doing. They just out here <laughs> white and living, right? But right. But the point is, is that Blue Ivy is exhibiting Beyonce behavior. <laughs> and I think that just makes you girls upset. Y'all love to be mad about stuff. And y'all found this, like, a lot of y'all hate Beyonce just to hate Beyonce. And I think it's just another reason to add on to that list. Because her child, if she keeps this trajectory, Blue Ivy is going to be a freaking superstar. Like, yep. And if she doesn't, it is by choice. But right yep. now... At 11, that girl is a whole problem. And I'm super excited to see yeah. how she progresses and takes over the world and keep you niggas mad. That's all I got. I love it. I love it. And she's been hearing all this. She ain't been hearing it, but y'all been talking about this, about, about this baby since day one. And that's day it's one. enough. It's enough. They leave it's that girl enough. alone. Yeah. Uh, speaking of performances, um, Uncle Charlie dropped a tiny desk. <sighs> It is not good at all. My God. I, I love Charlie. And Brian loved Charlie Wilson. I love Charlie Wilson. It was not good. He had it was too much new stuff. Him trying his relevant songs and stuff like that. Like we don't want that. I I'm a church boy. I love the Lord with all my heart. But I did not need a praise break on the tiny desk. I I, I want you to drop a bomb on me. I want you to you know tell me about early in the morning. I want you to burn rubber. Like you didn't really do any of the the gap. I'm not saying he didn't do the thing. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do the thing. Like he didn't give us what we need to be would be given, right? Mm-hmm. So Charlie, I do love you, but this tiny desk was not it. Um, unfortunately, we don't get any re- redos or do overs. My God. Um, but uh, I'll probably will listen to some Gap Band stuff today and some Charlie Wilson stuff today. But you, you just it wasn't it. It wasn't it. I do I do not take anything away from your legacy and, and yeah. all the things that you do. Um, you grew up just like Josh and I in the Church of God in Christ, right? My God. I didn't do um, no cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Crack cocaine. Man, God said that. He said that. But um, yeah, he said that was rags to riches to rags. 
rags to riches, the riches to rags, the rags to riches. Again, I said, man of God, how many we, we up and down? Say sleeping on the park bench. I said, where, where are the friends? Where, where did it happen? What was the rest of the? What was the A and the P in the Gap Band? <laughs> why, why weren't they standing in the Gap for you, man friends. of God? Oh, Sha. Glory to his name. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. It was wasn't good. Um, and, and listen, I don't usually partake in Charlie Wilson slander because I don't dislike Uncle Charlie. Yeah, I, I think love Uncle Charlie. Charlie's great. But this is a further demerit for Case and right. his <laughs> and, oh yeah and his support of Charlie over Luther Vandross would never. Oh, Luther Vandross, oh, Vandross tiny desk would have been a freaking masterclass. Would have been a masterclass. That's all I'm gonna say. That's it. I like Charlie, but Charlie literally got three notes left in his throat. Because even when he, even when he was trying to hoop, that thing I I, I felt him trying to want to go, and that that throat said you you stay right here. That range is done, right? So anyway, Brian, that's My all. God. I know you disappointed. I know you really love. Uncle I'm Charlie. I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed. My God. Well, with that being said, I'm except this has been another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. Wonderful episode. Thank you so much for sticking around with us. Our episodes usually aren't this long. We got some two-hour joints in there, um, right. but they're usually not this long. So thank you for sticking around with us. Appreciate Allow it. us to express ourselves and just have a little fun and think through creatively about shows or concepts and all the other stuff that we talked about. Um, we love y'all. We love spending time with y'all. Uh, wouldn't change it for the world. So thank what? you, thank you, thank you, because we could not do this without you. Brian. Yes. Yeah. Post pieces. We thank you because we are great without you, but even better with you. Continue to follow us, like us, subscribe on all the different things. Follow Josh and I'm Josh Rogers. Me and I am Brian Hare, the Jigsaw Podcast. Uh, we're on every platform you can think of regarding our 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 um, podcast here. So go out there and listen. Again, subscribe, share, let people know how great the show is. Uh, continue to engage in our um, activities and stories and whatnot on the, the page. Uh, if there's a certain topic you want us to talk about, let us know. Hit us up in the DM and our wonderful team, Chris and Jasmine, y'all will let us know what y'all want us to talk about. Uh, go off and love some people today. I'm going to say that it is, you know, it's Pride Month love wins, right? Uh, that's not just, you know, that, but it's everything. Go out there and love somebody. Treat somebody right. Uh, it's extremely important. Uh, and we appreciate it here at the Jigsaw Podcast. Before we uh, sign out, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. You said go out there and love somebody. So I want to end it like this. I think this okay. might be a new staple song for us. Okay. Reach out and touch <laughs> somebody's hand. Make this world a better place if you can. That's all I got for you. All right. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Don't get caught with your work undone. See y'all next week. Peace.